Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the official recording of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, I normally devour noble knights, but right now, I do have one noble knight I love, and that's noblenight.com. Noblenight.com is so awesome, and it's tasty. I get all my gaming products there, new and out of print, and I can sell my products when I'm not using them. Now, I need to go some villagers and sit on a pile of treasure. Thanks. There are a lot of subscription services out there that deliver things right to your door these days. Veggies, movies, meat, pet toys, artisanal jams, collectibles, RPGs, pictures of cool places, music, butter, dice. Wait, what? There is literally only one thing on that list that would make my life complete. A monthly subscription service for DICE? DICE Envy has subscription services for DICE. They send you a unique set every single month right to your house. Go check out their subscriptions. Or if you just want to go buy some of their unique and interesting DICE, head over to DiceEnvy.com and let them know that the Tome Show sent you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will. I'm a D&D sex icon, goddammit, myconic, and I'm back today with yet another episode of The World Tree Burns. This is episode some number higher than five, and we're back today with the whole cast and crew for some good times. Let's go around the cast and crew. Let's figure out who we are and who we're playing today. Let's start with Dan Dillon, our dungeon master for tonight. Dan, how's it going, my friend? It's going very, very well. Thank you for asking, and I'm so glad to be here. Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Dillon. I will be your dungeon master for this evening. And uh, join us as these chuckleheads dance around and toward a date with destiny. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to a double date with destiny. In fact, uh, <laughs> with Encounter Josh. Josh, how's it going, my friend? It is. Uh, you weren't expecting uh, I was going to, were you? Now I, I messed no, you no, up there. Yeah, you, you messed me up good. <laughs> I um, can't be contained. I can't be predicted. I'm an icon. Uh, if that intro said anything, it was, I cannot be contained. Mm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm looking to, Double speaking charge. of being messed up, I'm looking forward to being messed up uh, through today. I uh, Last week, I, I no longer have the ability to talk. Not that it was something that I particularly used on uh, many occasions, but now I can speak through my owl, for I am Kane, the Dampier Ranger who speaks through an owl. With no explanation given, I just, I just can. <laughs> Fuck you. Just can. Don't question it. Just do it. In the words of actual cannibal Charlotte Buff. Uh, well, we also have Tool School with us tonight. Tool School, how's it going? 
I am doing good. I'm looking forward to this. Midgard is one of my favorite things in the entire week. I'm getting ready to go to San Diego Comic-Con tomorrow, but until then, I will be playing Glaz. Glaz, uh, who is our geomancer, who is here to have all kinds of fun with all of these things, and I believe we have a ley line to explore, and this crazy, crazy forge that we're going to and I'm going to meet a dragon. I am very, very excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, we also have McLoken back of us tonight. How's it going, my friend? Hi, I'm McLoken. Uh, wow. I'm super excited to be back. Uh, I uh, just wanted to point out to uh, Tia's friend Mimi, yes, this is the same shirt as last week. Um, this is my work well, shirt. Hey. Until until now, did, did you change? Oh, well, well, no, I, so I, I got because home. I took a nap. This used to be this esports or called Elevate. It's a thing. This is this is this is so this is like one of the the works. I can wear whatever I want to work, but this is like what they gave me, and so this is what I wore today. It's like when I pulled out the the clean laundry pile, and I was just like, ah, okay. Uh, and then yeah, brought it up. But right before we went live, she's like, oh, my friend Mimi and I, we just noticed that that was the same shirt as last week, very condescendingly, and was snapped. Condescendingly, um, I did not. She there was didn't. no snapping. There, there, was, was, there no was no snapping. snapping. But now there I was snapping snap. because that makes it way funnier. Uh, today I'll be mm. playing Cloak, the gnome ranger who has sass. Oh yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, Mrs. Elevation herself, Laurelania. Oh god damn it, Elevation. Maybe <laughs> 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 clip that. <laughs> She's uh, so high right now, I can I barely am... see her. <laughs> I am great. I am playing Kari, the cleric of the cat domain, who is a shadow fae, who is a little bit more reserved than uh, her companions, believing that nature and the path of the hunter will guide her way. Uh, but she kind of sees it as like hurting her own little pack by going along with these guys now, you know. Glass is kind of her cub in her head where she's got to keep safe. And then there's the one that always wanders out too far. You know, that's Cloak. And all the vampires, they're fine. So basically you're saying that you uh, you think you're better than us, that you are somehow elevated above Thanks. the rest of us. Is but, that what you're saying? Uh, is this really going to be a thing now? Can we, can we not? Yep. <laughs> can we yep. really not? Can you um, uh, elevate your query some more, please? <laughs> Oh boy. Um, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going <laughs> to continue to beat this dead horse uh, throughout the course of today's session. Don't worry. Uh, but for now, I will be playing Riodan, the Dampier cleric who has a taste for blood and for fashion, darling. Uh, he is uh, cutting off people's heads in order to put them on his mantelpiece. Uh, well, he's not cutting them off. That would be savage. Uh, he's getting Carrie to do that instead. Because why would on earth would I no, do I something? Did, I did it. Carrie fucked it up. Oh, you did don't that. Get, yes, she tried. Don't she tried. It. She fucked everything up. Don't elevate her she above tried. me. Oh boy. Um, but yes, that's what we'll be playing today. Also, figure the day for that uh, uh, wild magic surge. Just one for everyone from Dave to kick oh, things yeah. off today with a spice. Uh, but I remind you guys, of course, today we are here because of Cobalt Press. Exclamation point Cobalt will take it to Cobalt Press, where you can check out all of their Midgard books and materials. We're using the Midgard uh, campaign, the world book, and the uh, Hero's Handbook today. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. Immerse yourself in the world and get a new lease on your D&D life with the Realms of 
Midgard. Of course, we're using all of those materials on Fancy Grounds, who also sponsor Encounter Roleplay. Uh, so check out FancyGrounds.com. You can try out their virtual tabletop for free, and I think the license starts at $4. So go ahead and check it out for all of your games that you're playing with your friends online. Uh, and of course, WaylandGames.co.uk are a miniature line of choice. You can also buy all of the D&D books on there as well, at up to 20% off the retail value. So we've got pre-orders on for Dragon Heist and Under Mountain right now, so definitely go and check those out and get them a little bit cheaper than you might elsewhere. Uh, also, nice. you guys can interact with today's show. If you haven't followed the show yet, hit the follow button. We're just a few followers away from a viewer decision where you guys get to decide something which happens next in our campaign. And of course, retweet this tweet here, and we'll have another viewer decision Last but not least, donate to a further game by giving players Nat 1s, Nat 20s, wild magic surges, and worse. Speaking of which, I'm going to go and roll mine. While I do that, I'm going to hand over to Dan Dillon to remind us what happened last week on the show and to take us into this episode of The World Tree Burns. All right. Uh, when last we left our heroes, uh, they had uh, continued to explore the lost halls of Everforge, uh, an ancient dwarven hold. Uh, just a day or so's travel. Two days if you don't have canny rangers with you, which these fine fellows do. Uh, to the north in the Margrave Forest, uh, outside of Zobek. Uh, they are searching for an abducted dwarven armorsmith uh, who... Uh, Riodan had engaged to forge some plate armor for him. Uh, once they arrived, they found that the place was overrun with these kobolds and hired uh, human and uh, you know, basically just lowlifes and ruffians who uh, they managed to catch or, capture one of them and squeeze some information out of him last time. Uh, they learned that there was a individual by the name of Spencius who hired these brigands in order to help him uh, claim this place, clear out anything that was living here before, and to hold it while he did some strange magical work, uh, apparently at the behest of a dragon who is also here lurking in the complex somewhere. Uh, they also know that the, there is a ley line of uh, some amount of power that flows in this area. In fact, Glaz can hear its song chiming like, uh, like a piccolo down the hallways, uh, and they know roughly where it is, uh, thanks to their, their friend who they um, convinced to help them out, uh, who drew them a crude but effective map that showed several of the chambers of the, uh, the halls, as well as the location of a number of secret doors that allow uh, side access without going up the main hallway. Uh, and that's where we left off, in one of those side secret tunnels, or secret uh, chambers, that at one point were uh, it was clearly some sort of treasure chamber or um, or the like. Uh, they cracked open a iron strongbox, releasing a deadly poison gas into the room, which thankfully everyone survived. Uh, but they claimed a fair amount of treasure from inside that box, a great deal of coin as well as a few magical potions, and that is where we find ourselves. So, what is your first move? Um, we took well, a rest get, inside of the yeah. wall that we, um, like, barricaded with Glaz's mud, right? Uh, you guys had completed a long rest in, yeah, Correct. in basically what was a makeshift barracks. Okay. Um, and you were disturbed during your long rest by a bandit captain who was looking for some of his people that you had already slain. Uh, you all ambushed him, dispatched him after a uh, short but very brutal fight, uh, and then... 
cleared out some kobolds and bandits and then used the map to find this secret chamber where the treasure was hidden. Uh, and just to remind you, you have a, uh, a secret door in this room that you know goes to the north that leads into what you suspect is a kitchen, uh, having spied in through the main door from the hallway. And you know that there are a series of secret doors that will send you up through the chambers that will lead to uh, another room on the side of the Great Forge itself. Well, my uh, first wild magic surge was anyone standing near me and facing me is now covered in moss. So <laughs> nice. Boy. All right. So, uh, so in the wake of uh, cracking open that treasure chest, um, sadly, no one searched for or at least discovered the trap hidden within it. That uh, noxious yellow-green fume spewed out into the room and was choking you all. Um, now you, your skin starts to prickle as all of you, since you are all there, uh, can Ooh. see that little patches of greenish something starting to grow on your skin, like just little little scaly patches here and there, from where this oh, vapor normal. settled on you. Oh, this is that's like the swamp funk that used to get on us back up in the. Oh, uh, in the in the dire no, no, no. marsh. That's just that's just moss from my cloak. It's okay. It's gross. I can tell you that much. Um, right, let's, get pretty, let's get pretty. Let's get pretty surges real quick. Uh, school. <laughs> what did Glass get? Uh, Glass got uh, the next time that when the caster enters a lake, he's hit by two d eight harpoons. He's <laughs> fish. <laughs> Don't now, go any lakes. At level two, that's like not good. Not good at all. Not no, good at um, all. My uh, wild magic is that all weapons within 50 yards get a plus two to hit against summoned creatures. Cool. That's super useful. And cloak. <laughs> what a... Cloak, I've got this one for you here. Cloak's oh, no, okay. torso is sought by wizards for its alchemical properties. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <Glass>. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. And that's and that's from the point where. Oh wait, no, you gotta do yours. I uh, just uh, canes real quick here. Four, no. five, three, okay. five. Got it. Uh, no, I'm still looking. Have you got okay. it? Okay, uh, got it. Yep. If you are wearing armor, you are soaked with lamp oil. Oh my god, I'm so flammable. <laughs> Well, you, uh, so you are definitely wearing armor, so uh, so yeah. Uh, there's uh, Glaz. There is a sudden uh, keening screech that pierces its way through this normal, um, kind of upbeat but peaceful uh, song of the ley line behind you, and it causes you to to flinch and actually grab towards your head as this this piercing note rips through your ears and your mind uh and about all this time is when the uh the, the moss is beginning to grow on your skin and on your clothes cloak it's kind of creeping off of your red cloak and uh growing into your hair <laughs> and the like uh that is about the time that you hear you smell a, a very pungent aroma uh, and you can see that Kane, you look down and you feel yourself suddenly just soaking wet and you can see thick kerosene just sort of pouring out from between the seams of your armor and running mm. over your hands and arms and chest. Good. Oh, that's just gross. That's uh, that's unhygienic. Uh, no, let's get a torch and look closer. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I cannot be the... <laughs> I cannot be the uh, the flaming dampier here. Not with not with Reardon in the party. That's just not possible. 
<laughs> Hot stuff. Um, question. Uh, what potions did we get? I remember a healing potion and then two great potions. Climbing, climbing potion. You found a potion okay. of climbing, which uh, which looks like three different colors: gray, brown, and sort of a, a darker charcoal. And they the layers of liquid settle in these uh, in these strata. And when you agitate them, they mix and swirl, but then they always settle back into those separate layers. Okay, uh, so one healing potion and one climbing potion. And uh, then we each got a gem worth 50 gold, and I took the diamond, I believe, uh, for my spell. I have the other one. Yeah, there's two, there's five were... total gems, two diamonds, one carnelian. Yeah. I, I forget the other ones. Lapis, the lapis lupus, or whatever. Yeah. I? I have it written down. Uh, I'm pull it up. Right. I well, there was a, uh, very well. Yeah. Yeah, two diamonds, one sapphire, one a oh, blue spinel. That was it. Blue spinel. Okay. Yep. Two and the carnelian. Yep. Well, now uh, we've got all the stuff. It. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to press onwards? Right. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, as I suggested before, um, let's keep the bear out of a fight. And I look over at the bear. The bear probably looks fucked up right now. Uh, as well as I look over at Kane and it's like, yeah, Kane, just shoot your bow. Don't run into the room anymore. Well, we have talked that potentially that since we know that we have quite a few uh, kobolds and some of these more of these bandits in there, while I could not put probably a dragon to sleep, I could perhaps put some of the kobolds and others to sleep if you would like me to try. I like the sound of that. Yeah, we can try that. Um, hold on, let's uh, let's look into uh, the next room because we know where the door is. And can I search for the secret door? Yes. Uh, given that you have the location of this particular door marked on your map, and uh, you have a pretty good idea of what you're looking for, having located several of them in the complex already, you head up to this little alcove in the north western corner of the room and after you clear some uh, some crates away from the back of it you find the hidden catch built into the wall that swings an entire great section of the stone free on a hidden hinge <laughs> cool uh, yeah when it does that is there people in the room what's that is there people in the uh, room as the door opens <laughs> Well, it doesn't. It doesn't like swing all the way open. You press the catch, oh. and it just kind of releases, and then you have to grab it and pull it. Oh, okay. So uh, if there were, if still... there was anyone right there, they might notice that section of wall going. Choop. But okay. uh, you 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 wait just a tenth second, and you don't hear anything. And uh, if you recall, this was a room that you guys peeked in from the hallway, uh, yeah. determining that it was probably a kitchen uh, of some sort, and that it um, was. It seemed to be empty. There was no light inside, and uh, you didn't hear or see anybody in there when you peeked. Uh, from this angle, with my dark vision, uh, I'm going to peek in uh, and see if I see anything. Um, uh, sure. Point out. Uh, let me let me get used to using the character sheet that to roll perception. Here we go. Mamma mia, fourteen. Oh. Okay, so you uh, you take a moment, you listen very intently, and you uh, you peek through the the cracked open secret door to see as much as you can, and you are fairly convinced that there is nobody waiting in the next room. Okay, uh, I look at everyone and I say, okay, 
let's just take our time. And then, like, Cloak is going to stealthily walk in there. Okay. Um, here's here's my... Do you want me to make a stealth roll? Um, sure. You can go ahead. Uh, apparently, that was an 8 um, plus 4 is 12. It did, Apparently, it wasn't... It was too far up. So I didn't want to register, ah, but it was a it was a gotcha. eight plus yeah, four twelve. You're, yeah, your die roll probably missed missed the little roll window. You have to roll. It, that's your tray. You got to roll in that. Um, okay, so a twelve. All right. Uh, so you creep in and uh, you end up in sort of a, a smallish. Uh, j- taking a second to look around, it looks like it was maybe at one point a pantry. Um, there are the remains of shelves, uh, shelf brackets, and some even rotten wood planks. Uh, on the walls, and uh, there are ancient scraps that were probably once sacks full of food and ingredients and other things like that, but it's all just dust and detritus and rubble now. Uh, You push your way out into uh, what is indeed a kitchen, and you can see some of the smashed stone tables in the dining area across the way. Uh, There are counters where food was once prepared, rusty hooks on the walls where you can still see uh, remains of a few utensils and skillets and things of that nature hanging there uh, that no one has felt the need to mess with. Uh, One thing that does sort of dominate this room is a great iron oven. And uh, you can see sort of up at the uh, above the oven door and kind of just before the flat cooktop where there are some uh, some areas that could heat up and you could uh, you could uh, cook food on the top of the surface there there are a faintly glimmering red glyphs or runes in the iron I'm going to roll arcana on that and be like also kind oh, the, of does last see them or no you went in by did you go in by yourself we're not all following you or uh, we? well i i'm i'm in there i'm making sure it's safe first before we just go yeah he's he's taking just... a yeah he's okay. taking a quick scout real quick um, sure you can make an intelligence a... arcana check uh oh what is pretty it good then? pretty good uh, so <laughs> it is indeed uh you recognize this isn't ever is something that you've ever uh dealt with and it's a little bit out of your bailiwick so you're not 100 percent sure what the deal is but you can tell mm-hmm. that the runes are related to elemental fire and it looks like they uh, have, um, they draw from the schools of both conjuration, uh, evocation, uh, yeah, yeah, conjuration and evocation. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I would make sure, uh, as I like take note of that as I'm walking by, I would uh, go notice uh, or go kind of see if anyone's like skulking about in here uh, or if anyone's like, in here, um, or has uh, been in here, and then as soon as it's okay, I'll go get everyone else. You're content that there is nobody lurking about in the room now? Uh, there probably has been fairly recently. You can see some relatively fresh tracks and some of the dust, uh, and some mm-hmm. fresher scuff marks on the stone. But, um, no, all looks clear for the moment. Those scuff marks, do they go to the other secret entrance that's, uh, north? Some of them, uh, some of them in fact do, yes. Okay. Um, I would go back to uh, the others, and uh, I would open the door, and I was like, okay. okay, it's good, it's good to come in, but, uh, Glass, uh, I need you to come see something. Even though he says Where just Glass, I follow along with them. <laughs> Wherever he's going. I think you're going. Oh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, how can I help you? How can I help? Hey, did you find something interesting? 
right now, look over here. And then he walks over and he's like, you see these rooms? Like, you see that one, which is like, um, uh, you know, like raw, and that one's like hot, and you know, and like, and when they're like combined and they have like the element of fire, and there's like conjuration and evocation with them. But um, that's all I really know. I mean, maybe you know a little bit better. Oh, well, uh, I, I mean, uh, with what you are saying about these runes, uh, I one think we could probably assume, because this is a large stove here that is probably used for cooking. It is it is a magical stove. Right, now, no, Glez, you're, uh, your, your background is Bemian Scholar, right? And I think your yes. specialty is runes and sigils, isn't it? It's runes and glyphs, yes. Okay, all right, so then uh, with uh, kind of building on what uh, Cloak was able to determine at a quick just kind of glance and, and assessment of them, uh, you're able yep. to confirm what he, what he said. They are definitely related to conjuring and uh, manipulating elemental fire, and you can tell that this oven is essentially a minor magic item, and the runes must draw on the power of the ley line to channel heat and flame into it. So it's a fuelless oven. Essentially, you uh, can puzzle out essentially the word that's spelled in Ignan in the glyphs, and that is a command word to activate the oven. Now, this is quite interesting. So, so you see what it has done is it has taken the ley line because we have been using the ley line. And if you have noticed, it has been doing like heat and uh, hot things. It might look like it's red. Some of my spells look like they're a little bit red when I'm using the ley line. And so you'll see what they have done is they've tapped into that. And so what you can do is instead of having to wait logs or coal or oil or gas or any of those types of things, what you do is you come in and you say this word. Of course, he says it. Um, you'll say this word. All right. So, and- so let me let me stop you right there. Um, yeah. Cloak, since you rolled a 20, you can tell uh, something hasn't been quite sitting right with you and you haven't been able to put your finger on it. As he just starts rattling off on his explanation of what's going on, and he gets to the point where he says, and if you say, you can tell he's about to read the word, uh, just as he's about to say it, it hits you what's wrong. There is way too much energy flowing through these glyphs, given the explanation he's given you that this is just an oven for cooking and it's supposed to get warm to hot to cook things. You suspect there might be something on the order of an explosion if it were to be activated right now. And so uh, you can, yeah, yeah, exactly. You could just like jump up and ah, slap your hand yeah. over his mouth and stop him from saying it. I, I would punch him in the knee. Uh, okay, no! <laughs> and yeah. punch him in the oh, knee and no, like look no, at him. Like, no, no, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, I need you. I need you to focus. Don't say that word because if you feel feel the magic from that, um, that magic's really a lot. And if you say that word, kaboom! I'm going to stay by the door back here. You have fun, boys. <laughs> oh, within, I we have to hang out with everyone. I'm like, I'm gonna go where he goes, and then we hang out to the thing that could explode, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna hang out over here because I'm cool. Really, I'm, look at me. I'm not insane. Well, can you disable it? Glass and fire, and you. Something's gonna blow so up. So, with my glyphs and no knowledge of ley lines, can I try to suss out what's going on here in more detail? Or is that about all we're gonna learn with what Glass has told me that it's basically overcharged? Um, it's essentially overcharged or drawing too much juice, uh, to, to put a kind of a, a basic spin on it. Um, you think that it will probably still function, but you suspect that anyone standing nearby when the word is spoken or when it's activated might be in trouble. Can I roll something or can I puzzle together that this probably is 
a oven that was a useful oven at one point and that something has changed the ley line to you know instead of being a weak little ley line that would give it a trickle that maybe you know that is it that you know is it that basically that the 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 what's supposed to be a one tick plug is now like a you know a 240 plug uh for this oven that's, type that's, idea. that's a that's a good way to put it yeah okay and it so, could be uh, it could be from uh just however many decades that this has been neglected uh, and hasn't been maintained, something may have just gotten out of whack. Perhaps something did indeed happen to cause a greater surge of power to flow through the ley line that's kind of overloaded. Um, that would certainly uh, check out with a lot of your experience because magic has been behaving very strangely uh, hereabouts. So, Well, in the screech and everything too. So. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned that perhaps what they are doing up there in that forge that they were saying uh, before has affected the magic in this area and that it is surging in weird and strange ways that might be unpredictable for us as we keep going forward. Maybe we should be careful with magic. Yeah, um... Well, what are we going to do about this? Uh, we could use it to our advantage, can't we? Uh, Kane, you suddenly find yourself feeling very uncomfortable when they're talking about this thing exploding into elemental fire, and, and here you are just yes. sodden, Kane, sodden Kane with kerosene. Kane hasn't gone into the room uh, for that explicit reason, um, and also sure. just to avoid uh, people trying to talk to him. But uh, at this point, like mentioning of the surges, um, Kane will uh, come over to sort of Reardon as Reardon has exited the room and he looks at Reardon and then yes. as uh, his owl sort of swivels to look at him, um, the owl says, You spoke of surges before. Well, I say a lot of things about surges. Because you literally started talking about wild magic surges because everything you were saying was in character, so now I'm like, uh, yeah, yes. Hold on this a minute, everything, surges. Everything Reardon knows all about that. The goddess Marina, she sometimes grants me visions of the future. I'm not sure what they mean, but maybe she's given us wisdom to stay back from the two maniacs in the group. I say as Both. I like hold the head yeah. of the, uh, <laughs> the, the man. Both Kane and uh, the owl nod in agreement, like, yep, 100%, stand back. Kari growls lowly from the back of her throat. <laughs> Alright. So, I mean, maybe we can lure some people in here and then activate it and buoy them. I don't know how big well, the explosion It is. was quite a bit down the hole, and try to get them to get all the way down here. Um, I think perhaps the way to have done it would have been maybe to lure the people that we all just killed into here and then blow it up. But, um... Well, there's actually, if you look, there's people beyond that door. I don't know if they're actually in there. We'll get the people, oh, they're in the, oh, I've not, I did not, are you going to the next room? There, there are more people in the next room? Yeah, hold on. And then uh, he walks up to the door and, and right. looks for the activation thing and then uh, slowly hits it. And he's like, um, I should have thought about this, but maybe we all should just like hide and then I'll lure them out. And then you took the thing when they run by it. 
after a backhug. Okay, I'm all in. Let's do this. Okay. Plus, we it could be really cool. Here. Well, hide behind something from the stove. Where is the stove? I think it's this thing up in the corner, right? Uh, the stove. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yep. Cool. It's yep, big old, uh, big old thing, metal, yeah. metal-looking thing in the in the north corner there. Yep. Oh, sorry. And then so the the, uh, the yep the secret door is over in the corner uh, across from the stove. So just just straight straight left of it. Okay, hold on. I'm not seeing the metal thing. Oh, are you talking about in the room all the way south? Nope. Where where I just put the is it where the 15 foot marker is right now? Yeah. Yes, it's where the 15 foot marker is right now. Like right where the where the where, okay. where the letter the, the numbers 15 are. That's the stove. Oh, I thought we were in the room above that. Nope. Okay. I thought because I thought that was the kitchen oh. area and the. The area above. Okay, I'm totally confused on where we're at then. Um, hmm. Hold on, let me expand the map out a little bit. Oh, never mind. I had half the map open, so I'm a dummy. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So where we're at, okay, I understand where we're at. Um, I, uh, oh, if you guys uh, hide over here and then, like, where that little in-cove is, um, and then Glass, uh once you see him coming in, you can yell that word and activate it. Um, and then, then we can, uh, you know, knock him out a little bit. Sure. I'm all in. All right. Uh, and then I kind of guide everyone into that little uh, four-square space over there. Um and then uh, go and uh, start looking for the door trigger. Okay, so uh, your plan is surmising that there are people in the next chamber and you're going to lure them in here and then use the oven as a bomb, right? Yes. Pretty much. Okay, got it. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, all right, so you can have people hide wherever they like and you can go trigger the door when you are when you are prepared. How big of an explosion did you guys theorize? Oh, hard oh, to say. Be, it'll, be it'll be nice. I'm getting out of this Very room. Exciting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Can I like, try to figure out if this explosion will, like, do the entire fucking room? Um, sure. Make an intelligence arcana check. <laughs> it probably won't. <laughs> it probably will, though. Oh, well, my intelligence arcana is not very good. That's, that is an eight time that's why idea. I, that's why I put you guys in a little cubby. I would like to be uh, in the room we, so in the room we entered into this room through. I'd like to be back in that room, leave the door wide open, and uh, I'm with. Okay. <laughs> so I'm you, right there with you. With something, you're going yeah. I'll be right back. Right, mm. right. So you're going back into the treasure room just in case. Right. Yeah. Got it. I have, okay. I have misty this. step on like the edge of my tongue just in case it looks like it's going to come too far. I just want to be very clear about that. Okay. Yes, and I have, right. maybe a, maybe <laughs> I've got some of dying ready for those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Revivify might okay. be better though. 
All so right. when uh, you're ready, you can mess with whatever you like. So, uh, so I'm going to... Touch buttons. <laughs> oh, what? So you're going to go through the secret door, see if there's anyone there. If there is, be like, hiya, have them run in, and then theoretically be fast enough so that we're over around the corner when we yell out the magic word. Yeah. We're going to die. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I really like Glass, too. I really enjoy, enjoy playing Glass. I'm, but... I'm, I'm rooting for you. Two thumbs up. Way up. I, I'm really banking on these walls will hold up. These walls look really solid, don't they, Dan? Incredibly solid, <laughs> yes. <do>. Okay. <laughs> don't they look uh, solid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only down these, these walls. ricochet right off that solid wall when the explosion blasts you. <laughs> Unbreakingly <laughs> uh, reinforced and solid. Yeah. If this uh, is those last, moments this is the last moment before you, a DM, you just sit back and be like, "Oh, sure, sure, yeah, sure. this is going to be yeah, sure. breaking the kind of wall like that." <laughs> All right. So, uh, cloak, you're heading up to the secret door and triggering the release catch. Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm on a stealth. Um, to do it quietly, just in case someone is. Uh, well, if someone's on the door, they're already aware. But like, uh, I want to stealth and perceive um, to see uh, if anyone's in there, because no one might not be in there. So this all might be or not. Distinct, distinct possibility. Uh, Go ahead and make your uh, dexterity stealth and wisdom perception checks. All right, a eleven for a stealth. Okay. If they do good, they're going to be aware. And then a uh, 15 for perception. For some odd reason, it didn't click over, but uh, okay. I rolled a, uh, a 12 plus 3. No problem. All right. Uh, so you press the the little, you find the hidden stone that is the release catch. You press it in, and it, uh, it pops the door loose, and you very carefully swing it just open enough to take a look in. Uh, the chamber beyond, much like this one, is dark. There are no lights burning. Uh, and... You hear nothing. Like nothing or like this is creepy nothing? Like uh, after the, the faint uh, whisper grind of stone on stone as you slide the door open. Uh, ooh, well, thank you very much for the oh, donation. Hey, thank you, Dave. I thank think you. Everybody, everybody just gained another nat 20. That will come in ooh. very, very handy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't you guys worry about it. That's my problem. That's not your problem. So there's a, there's just that whisper as you very quietly pull the door open. It sounds very, it's just hollow and empty beyond, sepulchral, like you've just opened up the stone, closing off a tomb. And you hear nothing. All right. Um, looking around, no one's hiding behind the door. I, I want to just make sure. Um, so, uh, and I, I'm going to slowly make my way in um, and uh, peer into the darkness uh, with my dark vision and sure. uh, slowly uh, make my way like to room to room and like peeking in and like looking around and then all, also being super paranoid and like looking behind me all the time. Um, sure. Okay, so then, as you yeah. as you slink uh, as you slink into the series of rooms, um, the floor here is much cleaner than most any other chamber you've seen so far, with the exception of the room with the two thrones. If you recall, that room was essentially untouched, empty, 
probably mm -hmm. because it was literally haunted and scaring the shit out of everyone who went near it. Uh, this room is much the same, minus the scary shit. Uh, there's no furniture, there's not even any real rubble, there's just a very faint little bit of dust. Um, the walls are still, the plaster on the walls is still intact, although the frescoes that were painted on it at one time have faded to almost beyond recognition. And so this is basically just a series of empty rooms at this point. Uh, and with your tracking skill, you can tell that at, at one point, sort of every now and then, there are groups of creatures that sort of congregate in here. Uh, and you can find an area where it looks like they'd set up some either bedrolls or pallets or the like, but those aren't aren't present at the moment. Okay. Um, and, and so, then, yeah, uh, you find, yeah, you find the, uh, the the main stone door that leads back out into the hallway. And if you want, you can take a moment to locate the secret door that you, I believe, have marked on your map. Yeah, I would, I would so locate you find, that door. Yep. So you find yet another secret door leading to the north. Uh, and does that one look like the dust has been disturbed by it recently? Um. Go ahead and make me a uh, wisdom perception or survival check. Your choice. Uh, let's do survival. Uh, let's change it up a little. Okay. A six. <laughs> a six, eh? Uh, yeah. You know, difficult to tell. This room is. Um, this room is devoid of much of the other uh, rubble and detritus that would help hold tracks. So it's you're really not able to get a read of if anybody's used this door recently or not. Um, is there like kind of? Oh, so this is going to be a weird thing I'm going to do. Um, is okay. there a way where how the door opens? Because I've seen how the passages work. Is there a way I can somehow put like a one of my silver coins like on the wall just in case they like someone opens up the secret passage? You would hear the coin right. Fall. So you want to. You want to try and wedge one of your coins in there, so if it opens, the coin drops, you hear it hit the stone. Yeah. Um, that is certainly possible. Uh, recall in here that the masonry is is uh, masterfully put together, and so there's almost no gap between the stones. It's almost impossible to see the seams in these doors. So something like that is very possible. You might have to do something like crack the door open and then kind of slam it on the coin, if that makes sense. Is there a way um, I can lean the coin on the like so where the 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 right angle is there at the bottom of the door? Put the lean coin up just yeah, just lean it there because I can't wedge it in anywhere. But where if someone opens the door, you would hear the coin skitter with the door. Uh, yeah, you could do that. Um, a coin just sort of falling over and skittering wouldn't the sound wouldn't carry very far but if you were say on the other side of the room you'd probably hear it um okay. there's a, but that that uh that basic idea could certainly be expanded into something larger heavier louder that if the door were to open it would fall make a noise and you'd hear it from farther away um like you can go get Wonder like uh, a chunk of one of the stone benches from the kitchen and lean it up against the door, that sort of thing. Or that, or like one of the metal pots oh. or pans or something. Yeah, there was pots and pans. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Glass back in yeah. the room is 98, 99. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I forgot you were counting. Um, uh, no, it's a. Uh, that room is clear. Uh, I'm setting. I'm. Let's, uh, oh, hold oh, on. Oh, there you are. Yeah, Why aren't no, you running? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be running? Should I yell There's the word no one in there? No! Oh. 
<laughs> As he's like next to the stove, and he's like, no, don't yell the word. Hold on. Uh, and then he <laughs> grabs a pot and like runs in there and sets it up where uh, uh, like uh, handle on the ground. So if it moves, yep. the pot's going to fall over. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then he would go like, so, uh, and he would run back to the other room to Glaz, and he's like, and he would talk to everyone else and be like, oh, it's all clear. So how can we use this magic to our advantage? Can we, like, can we put it, like, you're good with ley lines and wounds and stuff. Are you able to, like, can we put it into something? Like, there's extra magic coming out. Can we take the excess magic and... Danny, uh, Danny, Dan, <laughs> is this like an old potbelly stove where the burners sort of pull out and that the actual thing that has a rune on it is not the entire stove, but is actually like a burner type idea? Or is it that it's a big giant, giant piece of metal that it's etched into? That's a good thought. It's a big giant piece of metal that it's etched into. Just a... Yep. Okay. Yep. I, by the time we tried to get this detached, I mean, the runes don't transfer, really. Well, actually, wait a second. Well, it depends. It depends on what is actually happening here. With my knowledge, could I transfer a rune onto, like, a, a cast iron skillet? Or I mean, That's got to take time, uh, though, right? Because it's like enchanting that, an item, right? Right. This it's is essentially a magical. Right. Yeah, the stove is essentially a magic item. Uh, it might be yeah. possible to do something like that. It is beyond your skill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It is beyond my skill. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. So let's uh, let's move on then and uh, get uh, everyone out of this room. I'm sure Kane really loves this room because he wanted to, you know. Hey, everybody! We didn't blow things up. All right, so you can uh, you can call to your companions and bring them back together and stop lurking in the hallways and wait, or in, in the in the secret doors. Laz, please remember to use your inside voice when we are sneaking. But there's nobody around. I will be quiet. I'm sorry. It is very exciting here because there's a ley line. Did you see that? I tell you, there's a ley line up ahead that I'm very excited about. And an exploding <laughs> star. And an exploding stove. I'm glad right. that we are not burning alive this day. Can we go on now? So where yeah, to now? Uh, to the room up north. No, Straight to, to the room up north? At least. Okay. Are we going through the secret no. passageway to the room in the north, that, or are we going back out through the hallway that, and back? Cloak is suggesting the secret passageway to the the room to the west of the Great Forge. That rectangle room. Yep. Uh, there is there there is another main room that you guys haven't explored on the other side of the main hallway. I just want to uh, to remind you about that, if you if that yep. is something you want to check out. Okay, so cloak is heading toward the secret door. Everybody else good with that? Or yes, I'm going to stay in the back, but I am going to follow through once everybody uh, is gone through. Okay, so uh, cloak, you can head up to the secret door and scooch the pot aside and pop her open. Okay. Um, the one thing about I have not forgotten about that other room over there. I just sure. maybe like I don't know if we're like on a time sensitive thing. Uh, so I'm trying to get to our destination, which is uh, uh, the main chamber, which I know is up here. The other room uh, I want to check out on the way back if Cloak survives. So, 
Uh, I will throw out there, you guys aren't on any particular time clock that you know of. Uh, you have already taken one long rest in here, so at yeah. some point you're going to be, you know, spending an awful lot of time in a, essentially in a hostile environment, and that's up to you how long you want to risk doing that. Um, it'll be more along the lines of, do you want to clear these chambers before facing the potential dragon that might be waiting for you in the forge room, or just going straight for that and risking whatever might be around or behind? And that's entirely yeah. up to you. I, yeah, I just didn't so want a, a week. I, I didn't want a week's break to, to take us away from yeah. that. Um, so what do, you guys, do you guys want to check out the other room, or do you guys just want to expedite what we're doing? And make sure, like, we can check out to see if everything's clear, but I kind of want to leave it to you guys. Um, I so thought I think that you the, wanted to find uh, your own magic dwarf. <laughs> I think... I mean, just player-wise, I mean, if we have another combat, I don't think that there's any chance of us being able to do whatever's in there, but also if reinforcement comes, I think we're dead, too. Yeah, so, I would, okay, I learned this lesson in World of Warcraft. Take care of the mobs first, and then go for the boss. Yeah, clear so, the trash. I, yeah. I really would like to... Yeah, I'd like to know we're gone, you bring or... the whole thing down yeah, on you with the boss. Yeah, yeah. Damn yeah, it, I good. hate that you're like... Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, I would so, like to go through the trap door into that room and then cross over to the other room and check it out and then go into the... So, oh, well, I know we don't know if there's statues in there. Hello. You said, uh, I'm sorry, Kari, uh, you said something about a trap door? Did you want to check in the secret door and then uh, backtrack or...? No, I wanted to go... So I see the, the room you were talking about that we haven't explored to the north, the one with, like, the four pillars, it looks like, inside right. of it. I wanted right. us to go through the trap door into the room that's north above us, make, check out that room, and then once we're done that, Got cross it. the hallway and then go into that room because I don't want right. to leave to chance, like Glaz had said, that something's going to come up behind us. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, cool. is... Yeah, cool. yeah, that's what I, that's what I understood. So, sure, whenever you guys want to pop that secret door open, it can be done. <laughs> Do it. Can we check um, it for traps? Sure. Who'd like to check it for check traps? It for tra I. You absolutely the, may. You can make the, a, the an intelligence investigation. Who activated a trap? Yeah, you can make an intelligence investigation or a wisdom perception, whichever you prefer. Whew, intelligence investigation. That is an eight. An eight. All right. You are pretty sure it's nice and clear. And you I you suspect that. You suspect that this bit here is the uh, the release catch for the door, but you're not entirely sure. You've just seen Cloak do it a bunch. Wh which door here. is she at right now? Uh, she the is at the, se north. the secret door leading to the to the north. I wish I could change the color of my drawing pen on this map. Uh, marking pointers. I think it actually Ooh, matches with the color wrong. of your dice because I'm yellow. And I think it's How because that's I... the color of my dice. So she's there, checking Can you that see my... Or... Yep, I yeah. see. Um, ah, like as, Kari, as Kari's going to investigate that door, it's like, are you sure you want to go that, open that one now? She looks confused for a moment. Because she was standing in the hall and they talked about... You... You choose the door. Well, I already looked in the, the, the room. Uh, beyond the stove? I already looked in that room. No one was in there. 
Yeah, no, you guys yeah, are in the room beyond all the stove right where now. We oh, okay, are. okay. Our understandings of so each other. Where we're at. Okay. So um, I'm going to put my mouth that's where I. That's where we. I was hiding. Then that's you know that's where the oh. stove is. Okay, and then I. Th- okay, that, that yeah. So I was lot. hiding down here, and I claimed that the other party members were down, like where all the boxes were, because they didn't want to get hit by okay. the exploding stove. Right, but then right. I thought everybody. I thought you right, called everybody mark- back up. Right, and then yeah. I think the mark isn't the marker where the marker is. Is where you lean the pot, right? Yes, the uh, marker. Uh, my, my, little, my little circle marker is where you lean the pot. Okay. Right. Um, so my so thought would be is, is that we're now going out this door to uh, go okay. in yes. that door. Okay. Yes. Right. I thought. Okay, I thought you were at this door up here, and I was like, ah, uh, no. So never mind. Don't cloak didn't say shit. <laughs> okay. I apologize. So, I confused. All right. So the plan is to leave the secret door alone for now after clearing it of traps, and you guys, guys are going to go across the hall to the to the last room on the right there. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. That can be done. Okay. So uh, yeah. you guys step out into the hallway, which again is very brightly lit. There are these torches uh, in iron sconces along the walls, uh, and it looks like, in fact, that they are um, the torches are are, are iron and they're riveted to the walls themselves. And the flames, now that you kind of have been around them for a while, they just seem to spring out of these uh, these iron sort of um, grated baskets at the top of these rods, and the flames just spring up out of nowhere. There doesn't seem to be any fuel in them. Uh, all right, so you can head across to the stone door. Uh, I cannot find one of my reference sheets, unfortunately. So can you guys give me a rundown on your passive perception scores real quick? Uh, Glass is 11. 13. I'm the right. same. I'm 13. Hey. Uh, Kane and Riodan, what are you guys' passive perceptions? Or I not 13, talking? sorry. I was... Oh, I, I was... Oh, yeah, was Aries. 14, sorry, I couldn't see it. Yeah, 14. 14, 14. Okay, got it. Thank you. Uh, So, how would you like to approach this door? Um, By any chance, are uh, the sconces you were talking about, do they have runes on them? Are they operating sort of the same way that the stove does? Is that knowledge? They they don't seem to have any runes on them, but you would surmise that they're probably drawing energy from the ley line to, to create fire and light, yeah. Oh. This is very, very interesting. Look, you can use a ley line for anything. See? Because I'm tall, so I'm saying that I'm looking like right at them. Now they're trying uh, to say that the, it is said that the ancient magocracies, before most of them were destroyed, uh, they bent ley lines of with the size of great rivers and twisted them around the landscape to their will and created things like flying cities. See, we learned about this back in the days, but that was different. And see, because Bimi is sort of like this, but not quite. It's not as strong, but we move the ley lines to there. So it is so cool up there. There's a lot of magic everywhere. You can use it for lots of things. And this is kind of like that, but not really. It's a little bit different. You know, there's life outside of college, Glass. There's nothing sadder than someone who only talks about their college days. (laughs) So who'd like to go through the door? Some of us have not lived hundreds of years. She says, getting a little bit bristly in Glass's defense. I still remember college. It was 
bloody awful. I mean, bloody and awful, both in two very good ways. But you as, know, you don't hear me talking about that the whole time. As as like, <laughs> so as Raiden's talking, the owl just whispers to uh, Carrie, "He dropped out." <laughs> it says nothing else. Um. I, I guess it's like everyone's bickering. Cloak is just like, uh-huh, yeah, college. And then he's like going to go to the door uh, and he's going to try to open it stealthily. Okay. Uh, you can grab a hold of the, the pull ring and pull the door open or, or push it open as it is. All so right. go ahead and make a... 12. Okay. It's, uh, it's reasonably quiet as you push the door open. Um, light spills out from within. And uh, you glimpse in, and you can see uh, a great room before you, and there are four pillars uh, in each of the rough corners of the rooms, uh, carved to look like uh, dwarven weaponsmiths holding up the ceiling. Um, There are mirrors and pieces of polished metal all over every inch of the walls and on uh, and adorning the the carved pillars themselves uh there are a few more of those uh, sort of ever burning lay fueled torches scattered about the room and the light is just amplified as it bounces between all of these reflective surfaces and and shines out in all directions particularly towards your eyes at the cracked door um as you pull the door open, it's almost uh, dizzying to look inside because you can see the movement of the door reflected all around the room. Oh. Oh, it's like, um... You guys ever been to, like, a... Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, like, you know, like, sometimes mages have, like, those rooms that are full of mirrors because they, like, really, like, looking at themselves all the time. Like, Riordan's room. So, um... Almost entirely mirrors. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's, like, super bright. And, oh, it is. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you, you blink and kind of reorient yourself a little bit and, and just kind of keep your eyes down toward the floor to avoid that ver- very disorienting uh, sensation of all the reflections getting shattered into a thousand pieces all over the walls. Uh, you can see that there is an object in the center of the room and it gleams bright gold in the torchlight. Oh. Oh, I'm going to make my way closer to the door to take a look inside. I know it's going to be incredibly painful to my eyes, but I still... So, Cloak okay. gives very so, weird descriptions of things, so Kari's a little yeah. lost. Okay. Sure. Um, uh, it, uh, Cloak, you don't you don't see any creatures or people or anything inside there. It looks empty. Okay. Um, I... And there, that's the only thing, and like these guys look like they're holding something up, like the ceiling. Uh, they're, yeah, they're holding up the ceiling. Um, yeah, I don't something. Okay, there is this nice room that has all these mirrors, and then there's something in the center, right there. I'm gonna roll perception on this room. This room really, really is like. Picking up. Can I make uh, a history check? Uh, so so far, all you've done is really like peek through a crack in the door, right? You haven't you haven't really okay. um, yeah. opened the door and as soon as I can, I want to like out. look over. Like if you yeah, if you guys want to get just yeah yeah get a I'm, better I'm look putting, at it, you can. 
I'm opening the door well, and like staring really at short, the door. I'm basically like looking over top of him is what I figure because yeah, okay. it's not like he yeah, that's fine. picked up a lot. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I figure you're essentially just right behind him there. Uh, okay, so you guys yeah. crack the door open. You open it up and look inside, and and the light kind of spills out into the hallway, and the rest of you can all see it now, and you can catch uh, little glimpses from your various positions as you look in through the open door of all of those reflections scattered and shattered about the room. Uh, you can see in the center of the room is a great golden box. And it takes you a moment to sort of uh, ignore all the reflections, focus on the thing in the center there, and it looks like a sarcophagus. Oh, fuck. Um... Does it look like that a dwarf-sized sarcophagus? Simply, there's nothing better than sleeping um... in a sarcophagus, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, it looks like it would be large enough to house a medium-sized creature, uh, probably taller than a dwarf. It looks like it's perhaps six to seven feet long. I still would like to make a history check to see if I know anything about possibly the four people that might protect the king of this area. Um, That's all I got to go with to try and figure out what really, this room is. There's really no way you would know... Um, okay who those were depicting, but, um, like, what are you trying to get a sense of? Is this, like, a protected tomb of the king where if, like, we go and try and disturb it, we're going to be cursed for a million billion years? Oh, you know, that's always possible. Is this the mummy? Uh, it very much, it very much, <laughs> it very much has a, it very much has a feeling like, uh, this place is, is one of, yeah, this is one of veneration. Um, but you know what? I will go ahead and let you make a history check to notice something else. Make an intelligence history check, please. Do we get a Maltese Falcon, Ark of the Covenant kind of feel of this, this thing? This is no forge. cannot roll a above tomb. a 10 today. Yeah. So uh, is that just a 7? All right. Uh, you're kind of overwhelmed oh. by the spectacle. And the, again, anytime you, you spend time sort of examining this room, it's very visually disorienting. Because now that the door is open, you can actually see yourself shattered into a thousand pieces and scattered along the walls, looking around and peering back at you. In Glaz's experience on these archaeological um, expeditions, like out to uh, Ancochelle, and places like that. Is this have any sort of, uh, does this sort of give him any kind of hints or notes of things that he might have seen in his other, you know, looking at ancient archaeological uh, things, sites that he visited? Uh, you, you can also make an intelligence history or investigation check, whichever you like. That's a nat one. Oh, a total of a five. Um, you, you likewise are just kind of getting caught up in the spectacle of it. And uh, it, it's it, this place, this room stands out very much from, from the rest of the, um, the rest of the rooms that you've seen so far. So you it's, say it's actually, uh, it's very, very strange. That it's polished metal or is it actually like glass mirrors? Glass mirrors. Okay. Uh, well, I, I am named after glass because of the glassy eye shine that I get from this. That's where I got my name, glass. I should. That's as where it uh, came from because it's very nice uh, in here. It's see how it's shiny like that. Yeah, no, I I think, and then you see cloak kind of grab the door and he starts shutting it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna leave the dead alone because that's not my game. Man. That's uh, that's just not what I do." Okay. 
and he shuts right, the uh, door. So, so everybody who's been examining the room, and uh, those of you who've remained quiet, it's up to you to decide if you've been checking it out, looking at it. If you've been examining the room, you guys can go ahead and make a DC 10 intelligence saving throw. There it is. Uh, I feel, I feel um, that I get a bonus to this. Fantasy grounds, probably. Is that mine just crashed? Like, as everyone's really wrapped up, Kane's the one who's thinking to himself, we still haven't cleared this place, so he's going to be not paying attention, keeping an eye out for this group we're looking for. Are you... Uh, uh... Okay, so you're Kane. You're paying attention to the hallway. Go ahead and make me uh, a wisdom perception check, please. Can do. Oh no, it's just kick me. Yeah, give me one right. sec to. Well, if you if you have a physical die nearby, you can just go ahead and throw that, and while we get the fantasy grounds. Going back Mine's up loaded again. back in now. Um, I have a question. So the Nihon gnomes, they have a uh, trait. That they have that they get advantage on intelligence and wisdom saving throws and charisma. Intelligence, wisdom, and charisma against magic. This actually isn't a magic effect. Oh, oh. Uh, this is uh, fourteen plus something. I don't know what my mod is. I know it's okay, but but a fourteen on the die. All right, that's good enough. So when Kari came up and sort of skirted around some of you and was was kind of sidling up right behind um, uh, Cloak to look into the room. As you're scanning the hallway, you start just sort of paying a little bit closer attention to everything else you're looking at and tuning out all of this stuff over here. You notice that one of the flagstones that Kari stepped right past, perhaps inches away from her boot, is raised just slightly, maybe about a quarter of an inch up away from the the stones around it. You're pretty damn sure that is a pressure plate. I will... Who, who's sort of not paying too much attention? Who's, who's not like face in mirror glass substance and like? Oh, I suppose cloak. I I, I turned to cloak. Cloak, cloak I, was cloak was shutting the door, so he's got his back away from the room. So yeah, I I turned to cloak and I uh, I point at the um what did the pressure plate uh, to sure. sort of have someone else know as well and uh, yeah like. I hopefully don't uh, need to explain the cloak, just... Yeah, um, I mean, like... Oh, I can't connect. What? Um, so... Yeah, this, this doesn't seem okay, to be working. Right. Sorry. So just uh, go ahead and, if you have, uh, you know, a couple of regular dice handy, just grab those and... Yeah. Okay, uh, let me let me make oh, my dice. Yeah, I didn't don't forget those on my in save. Um, I don't know what my... Uh, intelligence saving throw is oh actually no i have my roll 20 character up hold on give me one moment um apologies oh. viewers we're having some slight technical difficulty we'll get it sorted out shortly uh so me i had a plus zero i'm rolling i'm rolling the dice uh a six. Oh, good a six um, all right yeah no you're uh you're okay. feeling pretty good about your decision you're feeling good about your decision to stop staring in that room it was really starting to jack with your head okay um, as Kane like points out, am I standing on the pressure plate, or it's Kari like leading in? You're you're close to it. She stepped right next to it. 
Like uh, some of you may have noticed me roll. Some of you may have noticed me roll a die while you guys were shuffling around and and you know examining and making some skill checks. I was seeing if she happened to step close enough to activate it, and she missed it. Um, <laughs> I'd be like, Carl. Um, Praise the hunter. Don't, don't move. Watch where your footing is. Step back. And all right. So now that step they step back very carefully. Now that they pointed out to you, you all can see the very subtle raised square of the pressure plate popped up out of the floor just a little bit. Oh, look Kane's, how tricky they're being. Kane's owl simply just mutters something about nine lives <laughs> and uh, says nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, Dan, I got a 12 on my intelligence save. Okay, so Glaz, you, uh, you start to... Um, basically acclimate yourself to the very strange environment in that room and you're feeling more comfortable navigating it without getting disoriented oh, uh, you're starting to get used to, to the you're starting to get used to that strange effect of seeing it now it got worse when the door opened and everybody was moving around because all of that movement gets thrown around the room so you can just see it around you constantly um, but you're starting to acclimate to it and it's you don't think it's gonna but you think if maybe if you were to say have a fight in this room it would be incredibly distracting until you kind of became used to it. Good to know, good to know. So I, can I look at the floor and just see if I see any other pressure plates? The pressure plate that was spotted is inside the room, correct? No, no, it's in the hallway. It's in oh, the hallway. It was in the hallway. Okay. Yep, it was, uh, it was about basically, the, the, so there's the, the five-foot square in front of the door. It's the diagonal to that one. Gotcha. So basically, several people walked right by it. But so, what were you gonna? What were you gonna search for? Uh, no, I was just. Yeah, he was gonna look at the floor just to see if he sees. You know, now that he's more acclimated to see if he sees any other pressure plates because that was pointed out. Um, okay. Inside Go of ahead. the room, or and I am I alone in the room now because he closed the door. Or, or oh, you you fully went into the room. Is that right? Wait, when did you do that? that? Yeah, when I was investigating on the Nat One, Glass would have walked in. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Cloak, Cloak would have been I mean, like pulling on him. Like, yeah, oh. I, we have I would have been like, no, I'm yeah, as Mama I'm... Bear, Mama Cat, whatever, Tiger Mom, just no. Like, yeah, claws sorry, I, into I, your I back. Missed... I missed oh, that you yeah, were going I'm sorry. I was thinking. I also I was missed that, that we and there's no fucking way I would let that happen. Okay, sorry. I was thinking that we were because I kind it's of was under the impression that McLoken had sort of was st- going in. It was kind of <laughs> in through the threshold. He no no no. Uh, no, Cloak, uh, I thought we were at the threshold, like looking. I thought I was like leaning on yeah, his shoulders, I, pretty much like looking in. Yeah, he oh, was at okay. the door. I would be above you, so we kind of had the totem. We kind of had the totem pole <laughs> thing going. Yes, we had yes. the totem. Yes. Glass would have <laughs> absolutely been doing the totem pole with you guys. Yeah, because, right. because you guys were. I'm sorry. Because as soon as soon as he's like, this room is clear because there's a sarcophagus in there, and Cloak doesn't really fuck with dead things. He's just like, yep, okay, uh, and then shuts the door. <laughs> but I can. I, I, it's not that bad. It really is okay. Uh, I mean. <laughs> That's a. That's a. Uh, All right. So, can you guys see the the square pointer that I just put on the map? Yeah. yeah. The hallway. That is the. There's a trap there. Okay. Okay. Well, I I said. Uh, so, Glaz, Glaz, you said you were searching the floor, or was that if you it, that was that one was that meant to be? Well, in it was the basically room? yeah. If we were, if we had like turned our heads around to look at the pressure plate there. 
you know, looking into the room, I was, the idea was looking to see if there are similar pressure plates on the floor in the room of whatever I could catch before, before a cloak closed the door on us. Got it. Okay. Well, you didn't quite have the chance. Uh, so what now? And he, he would just look at glass and be like, we can always come back. I just think there's nothing in there that's really important. We don't have to fight anyone in there, so let's not yeah, overdo the ourselves. Last, the last dead person that we found made, you know, uh, haunted her weapon and made it really cool. Yes, but that really uh, Rio, Rio Dan. Uh, sorry, sorry to cut through. Uh, Rio Dan, you were examining the room, yes? Or were you looking in or were you holding back and waiting no, I'm for gonna peek in, see what's up. All right. Uh, Something about the sarcophagus catches your attention and it seems very much like it does not belong in that room. Oh, please. Uh, The other two two who have been um, investigating, looking around, they've just been too uh, scattered by all of the strange mirrors and reflections and all of that disorienting uh, weirdness going on in there that um, they, they really didn't pick up on that it looks like uh, this sarcophagus was picked up from somewhere else, something familiar about it to you, and just plopped here in the middle of this dwarven hold. No, 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 um, no, no, no. I'm going to call that out and say, guys, that one of these doesn't look like the others. See that yep, one there? No, yeah, and, and the door's still shutting. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody else who's been looking in there, now that we've got Fantasy Grounds back, don't forget to make that uh, intelligence saving throw. Ah, cool. I'm very, Come on, one good roll today. Come on, natural twenty. Don't mind if I yeah, rub it in. All right, Rio Dan, you you kind of you you blink and just sort of disdainfully wipe a, a phantom speck from your eyelid, and and you just kind of ignore <laughs> the the weird disorienting mirrors and reflections around you, and you don't have to worry about that anymore. It's just like my room back home. I, it's quite nice. Yes. Yeah, the fuck house. Um, I mean. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it, but like, I there's nothing in there. It's all too real. <laughs> um, I mean, it's shiny, it's golden, but it's a sarcophagus, and I don't want to disturb the dead. But that's up, if you guys want to go do it, I'm not. I'm just, and he'll like stand back and be like, "That's all you, you guys, you man." Can, you continually disturb me in many levels. It's fine. <laughs> well, you live at a fuck house, so that's a compliment. This is true. This man doesn't live in a fuckhouse, but perhaps he's built his own fuckhouse of mirrors perhaps and walls. Perhaps we should stop using that terminology for just I a little while. Okay, not Why on earth would we do that? <laughs> I find right, that deeply so... offensive to my people. So are you going to check out the sarcophagus or remaining in the hallway for now? You left uh, hoping... Glass is pouting. He has his arms crossed. You let her disturb the dead two rooms ago. Uh, okay, we didn't know it was a ghost until she walked up to it and started like handshaking it, and that was that was weird. And I was like, "All right," but that wasn't like a body and a casket. That was like a ghost. Going, I say you should do it, Glass. Well, I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> I will come with you, Glass. There you go. Got a friend. I am curious as to what is in, in there as well. And you've right, already made so, friends with one ghost. So Glass and Kari are going in to check out the sarcophagus, is that right? Yep. 
<laughs> you're feeling like I felt with, with uh, Cloak earlier, aren't you? Yeah, we're going on in to take a look okay. at the definitely not trap sarcophagus. Sounds yeah, like but, a plan. I, mean, I definitely right, want to so, be investigating. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you guys. Can I know? Can I just know? Can you uh, what? I'm trying to figure out if there's a, like, I don't want to walk on the floor. She's all paranoid about, like, booby traps now. I'm going to be really, really careful when I'm walking. And I'm okay. going to lead the way for Glaz because I don't want him to die. I, I, right. My investigation's probably better than yours, but okay. Probably, <laughs> but she's still, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't know stats. Screw you. Yeah, yeah I all know. Right, she's, so... yeah, she's the hunter. She's the cat. <laughs> Yep. Cloak, Cloak so would like can... point out if he sees anything weird on the ground. But like, watch out for that tile. And then if if Kari's oh, can I do away, like the help oh, action to help that her one right there. do the investigation? Sure. Yep, you can. Kari, you can make uh, an intelligence investigation check with uh, advantage, please. Oh, so there's one, and there is. Oh, thank goodness for that. It doesn't matter. I cannot roll above a ten today. <laughs> Wow, that is rough. Okay, uh, so Kari is confidently and carefully picking her way across the floor. Um, how did you do on that intelligence saving throw? Not so good, or I, you know, it, not it's, good at it's all. Not, that was the four. It's not such a big deal uh, since you guys aren't uh, having a fight here at the moment. Um, you would think that until you become acclimated to this strange effect you'll have disadvantage on attack rolls, but for right now, it's not really an issue. You can just kind of block out everything you're seeing around you. Uh, so she is very carefully picking her way across the floor and stepping like very uh, gracefully and deliberately around certain areas. And Glaz, you can just kind of follow along after her, knowing that those places are safe. Yep. All right, um, you guys okay. make your way up to the, you make your way up to the sarcophagus. Uh, one thing, one thing. While they're walking up, all Cloak's gonna do is he's like gathering a pile of rocks and he's pulling out right. his sling and he's just like collecting it. And he's like, if, shit go, if shit goes wrong, I'm breaking those mirrors. So, okay. um, can I uh, look <laughs> on the sarcophagus for any magical uh, runes, glyphs, uh, other just arcane scripts, things like that? Okay. Um, if it matters, I speak. Now that, now that you guys are up a little closer to it, I can give you a little bit of a better description. Oh, cool. So it is, it is in fact, a sarcophagus. Uh, it has um, flat, uh, smooth sides with uh, relief images carved in them, what look like um, knights and aristocratic individuals, men and women. Uh, it looks like they are lording over... Uh, a sort of a common rabble and you can see that in various places um, women in long flowing robes are holding chalices and there are various uh, of those commoners sort of holding out their hands and you can see blood in the form of carved droplet garnets pouring out of their hands and wrists and into the chalice that these women are holding out uh, you can see uh, what looks like uh, great glorious scenes of battle and conquest with these knights and aristocratic people sort of lording over all they survey. At the top of the sarcophagus, it is essentially flat and around the edges it is gilt and you can see these stately faces with long fangs in the place of where their canine teeth mm -hmm. would be. And there is a glass panel 
in the center of the lid, and it looks like it is um, smeared on the underside with what looks like uh, this rust reddish brown crust from the underside. It makes it impossible to see through. Sure. Akari, is it just me, or does the one in the top left look like Rio then? You know, with the fangy things and the blood and stuff? Not every vampire is Riordan, but yes. They all kind of look the same to me. Don't they look the same kind of to you? Hey, Riordan! That's crazy! I like moving my face, watching the eyes of it, like, trying to get it to the whole, like, does it follow me thing. How can I help? Is that you? But this, yes, they, this looks like blood <laughs> sacrifice here. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even look. <laughs> Almost certainly. Yes, why? Do you approach? <laughs> I certainly you do. head into the room and... Okay. Uh, as you get close, you can see very, very obviously this is um, imagery and iconography that you recognize as being right at home from the Blood Kingdom. Uh, you see scenes of priestesses of Morena taking blood tithes from the peasantry to present their uh, their life force up to their to its rightful owners, their their good and uh, benevolent aristocratic lords and ladies, and you see images of possibly the deceased, maybe even the deceased's family carved in relief mm-hmm. in heavy gold on this lid, uh, and you can se- you can smell it immediately the the iron tang of old blood. And you look down at this glass panel, and you can see that it is indeed clotted blood that has smeared the underside and uh, obscured whatever is interred within. Hmm. Yep, that's straight from home. We've got there's a there's a ten a dozen at Vampire IKEA. You get these everywhere. <laughs> IKEA, if you will. Um, <laughs> IKEA. You- it's so as you, uh, you just have you just have to put the bolts together and put the blood on yourself and then you're done. As he's explaining this, there is a thump from inside the sarcophagus, and you all just sort of jump. and And he cuts off mid sentence, and you can see something has disturbed the crust of dried blood on the gl- on the on the glass, and fingertips press against it and scrape down and pull that crust away, and you can see a pallid face staring up at you, Riodan. And your breath catches as you find yourself staring into the dead eyes of Janiel. The last time you saw him, you were walking shoulder, shoulder to shoulder next to him into the throne room where Lucan's demise was about to be handed down at the tip of yours and your family's swords. The last you saw of him was that magical explosion that hurled you, as luck would have it, to safety near the waiting arms of Cain. You saw him tumbling through the air and that you lost consciousness. You don't know what became of him. But there he is, staring up at you. And his hand on the glass surges forward and bursts out and reaches up and grabs your collar and pulls you down. And he rises half up out of the sarcophagus and blood begins to trickle down his eyes like tears. And he, his grip is iron on your throat. And he says in a strangled voice, the blood still flows. The blood still flows. The blood still flows. And as he does, you can see it beginning to trickle out of his nose and at the corners of his mouth and even spatters on your face, this crimson spray of droplets on your otherwise alabaster cheek. And uh, 
this just sort of captivates you in kind of a mix of horror and sorrow, and you're really not sure what to make of it. And he just keeps repeating this thing over and over and over again, like some kind of insane mantra, and more blood pours down his eyes, out of his nose, from his mouth, and covers his face. And you, you stagger back as another just like welter of it bursts out with his breath and words, and his hand releases you, and he settles back into the coffin with a thud. The rest of you, <laughs> as he kind of staggers back and is clawing at the blood on his face, you see a desiccated corpse burst up out of the coffin, punches through the glass, grabs him like gibbers madly in this just insane welter of just garbled nothing. And, uh, and, and he sort of fights it off and the corpse slumps back down into the coffin as he staggers backward. De- is it dead? Uh, it looks like it now? looks like it looks like a desiccated corpse. I, its flesh is is gray, pulled tight against its bones. Its lips are pulled back from its teeth, and you can see that it does indeed have fangs. I wave when my hand over the, glass, the body. Yeah, when the burst of the glass, glass squealed like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's, what's everybody else? What's everybody else doing? You see getting getting like loading up stones and he's like looking at the mirrors and he's like, no, nope. he's still in the hallway. Um, and he's like, I told, you, I told you guys not to fuck with the dead body, but no, we have to go investigate it because I don't know why. All right. Uh, Ryoden, as you stagger back and you, you slowly start to recover your wits from that bizarre incident, you can taste the... Um, a very, very like heady tang of blood that sort of dripped into your lips and spattered into your mouth while you were gaping and he was raving at you. And you, you hold up your hand with this smear of blood that you wiped off of your face and you can see the blood is swirling in your palm into a little pool. This is... This is impossible. Do you... Uh, what uh, manner of holy symbol to Morena do you carry? Probably something subtle, easily hidden, since it's her worship is outlawed in Zobek. It's a sacrificial dagger, one that could fit into my boot. Right, okay. Uh, you feel the, the dagger in your boot suddenly grow ice cold, and that icy feeling just sort of spreads like a shock through your veins to the to the blood to underneath the blood in your palm, and it starts to bubble over and form a long sort of a tendril balanced balanced across your palm. And as you watch it, it solidifies into, uh, it looks like uh, maybe a wood, dark black, or, or very, very dark brown uh, rod of some sort. You close your fingers around it, and it becomes a handle. And at the end, you can see three lashes of blood pouring off of it and sort of writhing as they pour down to the ground. Like a whip? Like like a scourge, a scourge or a frail. Yeah. Yep. Do you have one of those back at the fuck house? I, ah. I just saw. I look towards Kane. Danielle. Yeah, Kane comes in and like hasn't had a chance to see the body, but upon hearing you say that, pushes everyone out of the way to sort of confirm what. Reardon just said. 
The smell of old dead blood punches you in the face, Skane, as you get close to this shattered glass, and now you can see this blood-spattered sarcophagus. The blood here, it's like, imagine the blood drawn from a corpse that's grown uh, sort of cold and clotted and uh, dark and just foul, and it's just smeared all down the side of the sarcophagus. It's all over uh, uh, Riodan's face, except for in his hand, where it's still bright crimson, and this this instrument is sort of forming out of the blood, and the, the, the lashes of it are uh, pouring off of the side, like liquid, uh, like liquid scourge tails off the end of this thing. You look into the sarcophagus where uh, Kari is also examining and you see this desiccated corpse. Do I recognize it? Because I was there that day. You were absolutely there that day. Um, it, it's difficult to say for 100% certain because this thing, I mean, it looks like it's a, a dried old husk, but no, mm. it, doesn't, it doesn't put you in mind of Genial at all. I can't explain it. And it's probably the first time you guys have seen Riordan look really shaken by something. Mm. I, maybe magic, maybe something else, but he just reached out of there and said the blood will flow. The blood and still flows. Still flows. Blood yeah. still flows. and There seems to be a lot of blood magic <sighs> talk lately. Your dagger... This seems oddly connected. And she looks to Glass, like seeing if it's, he has any and cloak if they have any insight. Uh, no way can, I, can I roll Arcana and do I get advantage because I know about blood magic uh and, and the sort with being uh from Neheim. Um the, I mean that's up to you, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying really, to think of what you could, what you could glean one. from this. Yeah, you, you don't see any specific trappings of blood magic beyond something fucking magical just happened and now there's blood everywhere. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you think it's very possible that there could be uh, actual blood magic at work in whatever the hell that thing is he's holding. Um, but as far as, like, you're, when you get up and you examine the sarcophagus, you can, you can tell right away mm-hmm. it does not belong here. It doesn't match the architecture. It doesn't match the cultural mm-hmm. style. The, the the gold and gaudiness of it doesn't match the the solid practicality of the stone construction of everything else you've seen uh, everywhere okay. in this place. It just seems complete. There's no explanation for why it's here. Yeah, can we can we just get you guys out of that room and just shut the door like I'd wanted to do before because that shit's weird and I don't. I don't think we should have anything. And like, look at Riordan, someone who's always cocky and has something to say is speechless right now. So let's come this way. Come on. If Kane is <laughs> trying to speak to me, I need to hear what he has to say. Kane shakes his head and puts a firm hand on Riordan's sh- shoulder. And all right, like for the first time, Kane. Like, Kane's not really sure why he's speaking through the bird, uh, but for the first time, Kane actually misses being able to speak because he wants to say the words himself. Uh, All right, uh, if if Kane tries to speak himself, he can. So Kane, like, genuinely struggling, leans into, like, and, like, weird, and you watch as, like, he struggles, almost like he's trying to mentally rem- remember how to, like, manipulate his vocal cords. 
and says, Not him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put my fingers on his chin and just turn him to look at the body. Does he still see uh, Jacob? Okay, when when uh, Kane speaks in your ear and kind of gently but firmly turns you, grabs you by the jaw and pushes you over to look, you don't see Janielle anymore. You see that that withered, dry, desiccated <laughs> corpse of someone who is very much a vampire, but not Janielle. It's... You're right, it's not him. He's dead. There's no way he could be alive. Kane doesn't say anything to that, because in truth be told, like neither of them really know what happened. But Kane like, looks at the body. Who could that be? Okay. Kari, you were pretty intent. You were impre- uh, pretty intently staring at the body and checking out the interior of the sarcophagus, right? Okay, yes, so I wanted to uh, investigate it. You, right, uh, you have had plenty of time to do that, and this isn't even going to require a roll or a check or anything. Uh, you find something hidden in the now just fetid, silk-lined, cushioned interior of this sarcophagus. In uh, the entire interior, it looks like. If you had to guess, you'd say this poor bastard's blood was just forcibly expelled from its body, and that's what caused that spatter and crust on the inside. Uh, down near uh, near about roughly where its hip was, it's kind of scooted around now, having busted up out of the glass and then slumped back, you see uh, a, uh, an oddly specific sort of form that has a more symmetrical round shape than the rest of the kind of lumps and bumps of the cushions, also covered in that crust of ancient dried blood. You uh, you reach down and there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a little sound as she breaks it loose and pulls it away from the sticky crust, and you find a crystal flask that was inside the sarcophagus and just covered in this, in this filth. Uh, Open it up and smell... So you, you hold it up, and you kind of clear the crust away from it, and it's a brilliant sapphire blue liquid inside this crystal flask. Mm-hmm. It has a stopper that you can pop open, which when you do, it immediately begins to like froth and boil, and vapor rises up out of it and, and spills over the top of the flask. You can, plug, you can plug it back away, no problem, <laughs> and it kind of settles down. You're not I'm having luck with, like, gaseous things of late, are you? Yeah, as that starts happening, I just look to Glass and Cloak, and I, like, gingerly hold the magical whatever it is. Here. Thank you, he's recovered a little bit now, but uh, he is a little freaked out. Do, is it, do I recognize it in any way, or is it just uh, crystal you, you guys... blue stuff? Oh no! It's it's most definitely a potion of some type, and you guys can uh, in- inspect it, investigate it, and spend some time figuring out that it is a potion of heroism. Oh, now this. Uh, so this? just to just to give you a quick rundown on that, so you drink it for an hour, you gain ten temporary hit points uh, that last for the hour, and uh, for the same duration, you are under the effect of a bless spell. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, those um, are really nice. Daniel, he died a hero. 
I... Right, okay. With regards to Danielle, I... My experience of blood magic would only come from uh, Kane or Kane's... Uh, okay, Reardon's family. Right. Would I know if memories or anything like personality can be transferred through blood? Uh, it's certainly possible. Second question, would I know if you can leave almost like echoes of yourself, like an after image or like a message through blood, like through like a blood magic spell that might be triggered by for example, you're, uh, you're not familiar with uh, with any particular spell that would create that effect, but uh, you have walked Midgard for long enough to know that traces can always be left, particularly of people who are very strong of will or dominant of personality, and then very much so if that is coupled with trauma or powerful magic, particularly uh, uncontrolled mm -hmm. or dark magic. Uh, that can absolutely... I mean, that's just a recipe for undead spirits. Okay. I look to Reardon and, like... Like, make sure he's in the room for starters. Uh, I believe he is. What's Reardon doing he at this is, time? Yeah, yeah he's, he's kind of like... Uh, he's actually slumped back against the sarcophagus uh, itself. And... Uh, is kind of muttering to himself about the... Blood still flows. What does that mean? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him back in the room, like shake him, as in like make sure he's here, uh, and give him one of those looks that sort of like unbreakable, sturdy. You know, this is the real world. We are physically here. Just try and sort of get him back on the same page as me. And uh, okay. as I'm very intensely sort of focusing on him. Uh, the owl pipes up. Could he have left a message for you in another blood? A prophecy. Perhaps. Perhaps blood still flows. Uh, friends. Little bit of uh, my history, I suppose, and Cain's. Both Cain and I and my companion, Janielle, we fought against the current king, Lucan, and, well, we lost. Started a rebellion there, and me and most of my kin, I escaped while they did not, including Janielle. Last I saw, they were high up on spikes by that monster. Maybe he was trying to say something that, about our rebellion. Maybe he was saying that there is still a hope to return one day. Back home. Cain, Cain like, partially nods and then just almost aggressively prods Reardon in the chest. Uh, but, like, seemingly distracted as he does so. Your bloodline. Your blood still flows. None else in your family. 
far as... As far as I know. Could it be possible that anyone made it out of that room, Kane? He gives you a look that's he's given you before. It's the, you know, it... Kane isn't one who, you know, will uh, mummy someone now to let them down harder later. Like, he'll give you this straight, honest, cold facts. And he shakes his head. Like, from what I remember about that, Dan, like, that was brutal. And given um, the power that the king displayed, like... It's funny, thinking back on it, Lucan literally just lifted a finger and all that did was unleash the the magical wrath of his pet ghoul that you remember that creature shrouded in 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 white that he had at his side who just magically devastated everyone else in that room and the last thing you remember were these spears of bone ripping their way through the stones of the floor and impaling everyone kane just shakes his head Luke had never even drew his blade. <sighs> it can't be. It's just a dream. Kane shakes his head and holds you firm. He's... The, uh, the, the scourge in your hand throbs once like a heartbeat. Not knowing, yeah, not knowing about that and what, what's going on. Like, Kane just, like, makes him look at him and just, this means something. I, I agree, old friend, and I think it means that I'm the last of my line. I always wondered if anyone made it out of there. All right. So with that uh, grim pronouncement, what are the rest of you doing? Glass would have drifted over and been like, would you like me to take a look at that and see if we can find out more? We'll take a little bit of time, but not too much, and it might be important. We have stayed here a long time already. How much time will you require? Just ten minutes, and I can maybe discern what, how this works and what it means. It might be important in the fight ahead. Um, I I just want to say, you're not alone here with us, and you can make more babies at the fuckhouse and then continue your line, if that's how it works for you guys. I don't know. So, um... What I want to bring up is, can we get the fuck out of that room? Like, it's weird. He's still in the hallway, like, uh, <laughs> with, with all the, like, rots and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, um, we can go to the other dark room and kind of stage up in there with the, the, the secret room. Where did we? Where did we anyway. I'm going to, I'm going to start walking out to where he is. He's made a very valid point. And yeah. Sorry, what did you say, Josh? Where did we leave the bear? 
Uh, the bear is just sort of uh, hanging out in the hallway. Okay. Yeah, I'd, okay, right. I'd, I I would have let them stay back because the bear was kind of like uh, wounded. So he's That's always good. been him, him and Puff Puff have been like behind. As long as someone's keeping an eye on him, we're, we're like, we really don't want to outstay our welcome. We've done so well. And then just hear a bear's roar from the other room. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, no one kept an eye on the pets. <laughs> Clo- Cloak has been keeping an eye on them. And then, like, because he'd always like tell like Puff Puff to say not follow him, especially during the bomb scene. Um, mm-hmm. I. I I should have mentioned it earlier, but I was just so excited because I could have made a bomb. But um, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, like he he would be like keeping, especially in the hallway, he'd be like uh, having them a little bit further down, and then like also keeping an eye on the hallways, but also sure. keeping an eye on them and like getting ready for like also the door to shut and be like, no one gets out of here. And then be like, oh, then we have to break him in and do all this stuff. But yeah, that's uh he's trying to get everyone out of the room and he's like, come on, let's, 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 let's go. Carl, we got Carl Glass. Are you next? Let's go. Yeah. He's actually, he's a little bit, he's a little bit, uh, toned down compared to normally, especially with a new magical item after hearing the conversation between uh, Kane and Rio then. Sure. All right, so you guys can make your way out of the uh, out of this strange chamber. So are you thinking across the hall to go? I mean, if we want to identify, I don't know whether you want me to identify or not. If we want to bother with that, figure out what this is and how it works. If you wouldn't mind, Glass, uh, Genial meant a great deal to me. Of course. Okay. Where would you guys like to go to do that? I assume not in the think, middle of the main corridor. I'm thinking like back to no. the quiet room, right? Above the kitchen? Like where there was multiple okay. little rooms so we could sort of get a little bit out, of, you know, not be right by the door. Kind of like, actually, I guess I, back by I, the I, secret door. I will point out that uh, that room did show signs of having been traversed or used. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was des- the deserted room. Oh, then back to the barracks. It's, it's deserted, but Cloak found tracks that obviously showed that people used that room that's at what, least that's at some why point. I was, that's why I was putting the frying pan up. But uh, yep. what I what we could do, we could go to that room, and Cloak could be like, "So, like, I'll just lean on this door, and if anyone starts coming through it, I'll get like, I'll get your guys' attention, and then, um, uh, and then I'll be I'll be first up in that door." Um, but I, I mean, I think no one's been in there for a little bit. It's been pretty empty, so. And if you want a place that's uh, that's more guaranteed, you won't get um, disturbed. You know that your friend who you interrogated suggested that the room with the thrones terrifies the bandits, and they don't go near it. Oh, that is a very good idea. I mean, okay, if what? Cloak doesn't, I, like, I can imagine Cloak not wanting to go back to Ghost Room again. However, I will also say that can we put someone who weighs more than 40 pounds soaking wet in front of the door? Because I feel like if <laughs> someone tries to push the door, Cloak will just pinball across the fucking room. We have a bear. I... Just, we have the bear sit in front of the door. It's literally so useful for that. Um, Cloak well, also, last time we went through... through. Yeah, well, last time we went through Ghost Room, we didn't feel that presence anymore because it's yeah, in Kari's correct. bow. Correct. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, and then All what right. what Cloak would do is then uh, do like silent patrols around as, for this ten minutes, like kind of like always like peering in like to a door and seeing if like people are coming through and getting if there's traffic and if there is traffic he's like hiding um, and doing okay. that kind of stuff. So that's a, that's what he's doing this time. <laughs> Got it. Totally. Uh, all right. So you guys can adjourn to the room with the thrones, which uh, now just has this um, kind of sad, empty feeling to it, uh, as opposed to the creepy, haunted, sad, angry feeling when you first arrived. Uh, so you settle in there and it's dark uh, unless you bring any light with you and you, uh, yeah, you just uh, set yourselves up and you can spend however much time you like. Yeah, I'll do, uh, you know, I'll lay out, take out my skin, this big moose skin that has the ley lines on it that acts as my spell book and lay it out and sit down and uh, then, you know, reverently sort of ask Rio then, may, may I have it for a moment so I can examine it properly? I, I will give it right back. I will not make sure it is not harmed. He, like, holds okay. onto it for a second. Uh, yes, of course. Yes. I, sort of, you, I go, you can sit here if you'd like while we do it and be a part of the ritual of if you would like. Please. Thank you, Glass. Okay. And, uh, so you guys settle in, and he pulls his uh, his sort of big moose skin. I can't remember what it was. Was it... Uh, moose skin. Yeah. Moose skin. He takes the moose skin off with his map of Midgard and ley lines and begins uh, reciting arcane chants and words. And uh, how do you want to incorporate him into the ritual? Um, I think... Uh, just, I mean, have, to have him there, and if there are parts of it, um, of the ritual, just... Uh, actually, I assume part of this is probably drawing some symbols and things, and I, since it's a first-level spell, I think they're kind of kind of easy. I can show him how to actually draw uh, to, to draw some of them. And actually, since you're a cleric, you kind of are familiar with ritualistic sure. things, so I would think that between his sort of knowledge of blood magic and being a blood cleric, I could show him sort of from the arcane some crossover there to make him be included. Okay. Yep, absolutely. All right, so you two uh, kind of settle down, uh, take a few moments to sort of prepare and cleanse yourselves before beginning the ritual. And uh, it's interesting bringing in another person, uh, which you have never done before. You've never incorporated another spellcaster into a ritual. And something in the back of your mind prickles that there, there may be something to this, and it might be worth exploring later or in in other aspects of magic but uh you go through the incantation and you spend the the 10 minutes chanting and you almost do it like a call and response where you can show him the passages he needs to uh he needs to speak oh, yeah. and he can kind of uh, uh draw out the symbols in chalk or in charcoal on the ground uh, around this strange weapon which now as you guys have settled in the flowing blood lashes have settled into these uh tales of burgundy leather with wicked looking uh, black iron thorns and silver barbs running down its length. Uh, so you manage to successfully cast your spell and you identify this as the Sanguine Lash. And you know that it is a magical weapon that requires attunement. Uh, it is uh, It functions as a scourge, which is a simple weapon that does 1d6 piercing damage. Uh, however, while an attuned wielder is holding it, they can use an action to cause the lashes to become 15-foot-long lashes of blood shit. and can strike out at, uh, at creatures that you can see. 
Uh, each lash deals 1d6, uh, 1d6 bludgeoning damage. And if you hit one target with all three of the lashes, it has to make a constitution saving throw. If it fails, it gets jacked up. <laughs> cool. It's, it's, it's speed is halved, it gets disadvantage on saves, and it can't use reactions for one minute. Damn. Can I can I just say, Reardon has now become like the most metal character in existence. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's got a like, He hangs out in a brothel all the time. He now has a blood whip, and he's just like, "Hey, what's up, everyone?" But he's so camp. He's just so camp, and like, like ruffles on his chest. But like everything else about him is just hecka metal. Zero hairs on uh, the chest. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the target that's under this effect also uh, can only take an action or a bonus action on its turn, but not both. Uh, and it can make a save at the end of each. And it can make a save at the end of each turn to try to throw off the effect. Awesome. So is this like in the world book or somewhere that, or can you send us yeah, something? Yeah, this is where I can look at. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this? this is uh, this is a little bit of a reskin plus some other stuff. So the the lashing people part of it, you can just find that under the tentacle rod in the dungeon master's guide. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, I also made it a magic weapon, so it's just a it's a simple weapon that does one d six piercing damage and it's finesse. Gotcha. Sweet. Yeah, but, but so it is. It is a magic, it, yeah, it is a magical weapon. Uh, and but it doesn't have a bonus to hit or damage. But... Awesome, thank you, Ethan. Yes, so there you go. Uh, it does require attunement, however, I'm going to say that due to the strange, fluctuating magical nature of this place, steeped in leyline energy, and the fact that Glaz incorporated Riodan into the ritual over the course of the 10 minutes to sort of suss out this thing's effects, you can attune to it if you so choose. Absolutely rather than spending an hour. All right, there you go. Thank you, Glass. Uh, I'm not what's, sure why he left this Yes, I, I, always. I, I, it, it's, it was obviously meant for you. Um, I might, perhaps later on, uh, as we, I progress in my studies, we might try that again. That was, there was extra something with having you involved in the ritual. I don't quite know yet, but until then, yes, it is an amazing an amazing item. Um, and he hands it sort of to him reverently back over to him, or I guess you probably can pick it, you would pick it right back, you pack it up to right. part of the ritual. Always accuse me of ever being born inside. <laughs> Thank you, well, there's, there is more to you, Riyadam, than I think I once thought. Perhaps. Don't we worry, I won't tell. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, so what now? Up. Yes. What now, then? Where next? Cloak, do we Cloak is skulking around outside, and about ten minutes passes. He would. He would right. come back. Uh, Cloak, go ahead and give me a wisdom perception check, please, while you are on watch and keeping track of things. Uh, 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 13. 13, all right. Uh, you hear the doors at the far end of the hall open. 
Okay. Uh, I'm hiding. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm watching. Um, a 12. God, ooh, it's risky. Risky business. <laughs> it's risky. Risky. All right. Um, let me check something right quick. So, uh, so you're trying to peek out and see what's happening down there? Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, so, so you can I'm, see... I was going from, like, ahead. room to room and kind of, like, uh, seeing if anyone, like, peeking in and seeing if anyone was, like, in the rooms. And then, or if, like, in within the 10 minutes, like, someone populated the, one, the previously empty rooms that we investigated. Uh, and then uh, as this ritual went on, and I imagine at this point, like, he was coming out of, like, let's say the kitchen room. Uh, and he would, like, uh, all of a sudden, like, uh, as he was opening the door, uh, heard the, the door at the end of the hallway open, and uh, he would go, oh. <laughs> and then kind of, like, peek around the corner to see what he sees. Got it. Okay, so you peek out, and you can see uh, a human figure uh, standing in the, the middle of this giant double door, and he is backlit by a raging inferno that you can't quite get a good look at because it's raised up out of your vision, but there is a mm -hmm. roar of flame, and you can see that the room beyond the doors is rippling with heat distortion in the air that's now starting to bleed out into the hallway. And this uh, black silhouetted figure uh, steps out, pulls the doors closed, and then uh, kind of picks his way down the hall. Uh, since you guys discovered the trap down there, he walks in a very specific pattern. He watches where he puts his feet for at least 20 feet in front of the double doors. Oh, we were lucky. Uh, once once we he gets really to about... Lucky. Once he once he gets to about the uh, the door to the to the hall of the ancestors, the strange mirror room with the sarcophagus, he takes his eyes up off the floor, and you shrink back into the shadows, uh, cloaked uh, by the the darkness uh, cast because one of those marble statues is blocking the torchlight, and so shadow is falling on you. And he stalks with long-legged strides and clops of his boots on the stone past your position and down towards the. Uh, towards the entrance. Uh, it's a human man. Looks like he's probably of Kariv descent. Uh, so he has kind of wild black hair, um, swarthy skin, um, like uh, leather, leather or horsehide clothes. He has a scimitar and a short sword belted at his waist. And he moves with the, uh, the negligent confidence of a bloodthirsty killer. You just feel that off of him. He, he puts you in mind of that mm -hmm. fellow who interrupted your rest, uh, if you recall, um, okay. uh, fighting that guy. Uh, he, he, he very much puts you in mind of him. They probably could have been brothers, if you had to guess. And he is uh, stalking towards the, the main entrance in the daylight. Okay. It seems like he doesn't yeah. notice you. Yeah, I'm... Uh... And just letting him pass and hiding and not making any noise. Okay. Uh, he he uh, heads down the corridor, out into the light, and turns away and walks off in the forest. Some direction you can't quite see. Uh, so as he, like, makes his way out, like, out uh, to the reach, um, he would... Uh, 
cloak would like run up to the uh, throne room and like open a door and it's like someone just came out and left. Who? I don't know. I didn't ask his name. A kobold or human? Human. Or dragon. He looked okay. like he looked Kareev. Was that Kareev? Kareevian? Yeah. Yeah, a Kareev. Yeah. He, he looked like a Kareev. Like all crazy black hair, you know. He, he looked like, oh, dude, he looked pissed, man. He, he, well, he, he, I mean, he always kind of, kind of looked pissed, but I'm I, he's probably the, the, North, that bloodlust. North or South Kareev makes a big difference. <laughs> that, the, all Kareev's look the same to me. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Actually. Would Glaz in his studies know whether Spencius is a Caribbean name? Ooh, uh, no, it is. It is absolutely not. It puts okay. you more in mind of maybe the Seven Cities. Ooh, okay, cool. Uh, question. So outside, does he just walk by all the dead bodies? The dead bodies weren't by the entrance. They were up at their uh, up at their watch post. Oh, as a, he, he probably making his way up to the watch post, and then he's going to double back after he finds out we fucking killed them already. So either we, we can to... stage up. Well, I, I think we probably need to take him out, or we we run into the inferno room and then go from there. Oh yeah, that forge is like blazing hot. So, um, Kane, uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, at this point, Kane, uh, a lot of the uh, oil on you has probably started to dry or evaporate, and you've been able to clean most of it off. So you're not, uh, hopefully okay. not going to go up like a torch if someone tosses a spark at you. Okay. That's more reassuring. Uh, Kane shrugs and uh, says, uh, are we going now? Yeah, also, like 20 feet in front of the door, there's a certain pattern we have to walk in. If you guys follow me, we can just bust in the front door, or we can take the secret passage. Which way do you guys want to go? Do we not think we should take care of this man before he comes back? I say kill him. Okay, so Maybe let's go get him. Or ambush him as he comes back in? We have lots of doors we can pop out of right here. What if he's going on patrol like the other ones said? Maybe he'll run oh, into the bodies at one point. And then maybe maybe this is our time to go save the dwarven lady. That could have been Spencius for all I know. Oh, Spencius is not a Kalivian name. Something more like from the Seven Cities. Maybe it was someone I mean, else. What's the, the, the semantics? Okay, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I, okay, so, what, what do you guys want to, we can go hunt him down, but he left, and he looked pretty tough, so we, maybe we can go take out the, the other room quickly, and open it up, and save the dwarven lady, and then go from there. I don't see anyone else. There is a dragon in the other room. I don't think that's a quick thing. We never confirmed if there was a dragon in there. We only we said there was a possible that. dragon. He said there was a beast that he was working for. Spencius is working for a beast. Well, he might not be in there. We can take a peek. That a beast that I speaks kills one of their leaders. Hmm. 
Maybe we're yeah. trying to drag him now. That speak. Well, I, what, we kind of have to make a decision quickly because time is of the essence right now. Either we go. I would like to go. Him. You go where? I want to go and look in the room to see if it is a dragon. Okay. All um, right. As much as I despise democracy, let's have a quick vote. Uh, my vote, <laughs> go kill him. Carrie's vote. I think we either we can scalp the room, but not enter the room. Yes, yeah, scout the room. Do not fight whatever is in the forge. Kill the guy first. That is for kill okay. the guy, right? Yes, kill the guy. Two for kill the guy. Cloak, kill the guy or don't kill the guy. Uh, I'm gonna vote uh, that we kill whatever in the room and then kill the guy after. Not an option. Kill the guy or don't kill the guy. See? This is democracy. <sighs> well, he's gonna Obviously, we're gonna have to kill him. Kill a guy, it's and then King. Up. In fact, not even worth you voting. Yeah. We're going to kill a yeah, guy. We'll this is how first. democracy is. But it works. Yeah, All right, so the plan is to go, go track that dude down and kill him, is what I just heard, right? Yep. That's what I believe. All right. Kane's well. already knocked an arrow. Like, Kane is so ready to kill this guy. All right. Uh, so he's had maybe a minute or two to uh, head out of the tunnel and go whichever way he was going. Ah, um, um, we set the ambush. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, right. Do you guys want to ambush him and wait for him to come back, or uh, chase him down? I mean, Change. someone here Change. likes to hunt people. Curry's eyes glow. <laughs> yeah, like, like if we if we wait, like he could be gone for hours. You could be gone for minutes. Like we have no way of knowing. I said, Correct. we can go take care of it quick, and then uh, we can track him. We run him down. Yeah. Uh, hold on, and then he uh, cloak would begin tracking. Uh, okay. Oh, I would like to assist. Uh, actually, I would. Okay, you got a nineteen. So you're I, good. I, I got. I got a twenty-two. A nineteen plus 22. three. Nice. All right, uh, so you guys head out of the tunnel back into the forest clearing. You begin to look for, uh, look for his tracks, look for the freshest booted tracks leaving the tunnel, and it's very easy to pick them up. Uh, the ground is fairly soft here, and uh, you're well at home in the forest. You're able to pick out his trail amongst the dozens that crisscross back and forth. Uh, he looks like turned off toward the east and set off into the forest. Uh, and how far uh, how far ahead of us? It was a minute, a couple of minutes. Yeah, you guys spent about two minutes talking, so thereabouts. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you suspect that between you and uh, Kane guiding the rest of these chuckleheads through the forest, you can overtake him easily. Okay, um, so uh, I'm quite I, I look at Kane. I look at Kane, and then, like, you see Cloak just run off, like, quietly, like, to the tracks, and he's, like, pointing, he points directly uh, at, like, the footprints, and he, I'm gonna roll stealth. Can I roll stealth to chase him? Uh, you guys can... Yeah, yeah, you guys can make a stealth check. Alright. Yeah. Ten. Why is that not popping up well? Yeah, ten. Oh, I've shit. been kicked again. 
Oh, I, I think finally that's have a roll above eight, uh, ten. It's an eighteen. It's just on Nice. One's all good. Uh, it's it's showing up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give me more stealth. I'm just, I'm just gonna roll. Uh, are you taking off and the bear? They're trailing behind, uh, just because of the fact that, like... How many hours have we had to do for? Not 24. I feel 24. like it's getting close to... Oh, not 24, okay. I thought it was 8 for some reason. Not, no. At this point, probably about 10. Yeah. I've been, I've been keeping track of that in my head. Uh, <laughs> so, um, he would... Uh, I think Kane is the only one that needs to roll... If he's stealthing. But, and um, you're essentially leaving Puff Puff and the bear to lag back, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so whoever, uh, whoever is last, probably by Glass. Glass is probably the last, and uh, in they're trotting along with him. Uh, yep, absolutely. So, all right. If they're keeping up with you and they're going to like take part in, in murdering this guy, we need to roll stealth for them as well. However, I think you guys have rolled well enough that even if they both roll ones, they're going to be okay. So uh, they can kind of lag in the back behind glass as you guys uh, take off at a, uh, a quick, quick jog through the woods. Um, after a little while, you begin to slow down as you, you catch... Uh, signs that his trail is growing warmer and you manage to uh, yeah how do you want to approach him you think he's just up ahead through a stand of trees uh, near what looks like a, a rock formation um, I can I roll insight no I don't know um, what do you want to know what are you wondering uh, I want I want to see if he is aware of us and that he's uh, he's setting us up. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd totally be an insight check. You make a wisdom insight. Okay. All right. Ooh, not twenty. That's a that's a twenty. Uh, all right. He has no idea. This poor bastard is about to get carved into jerky and has no clue what's about to happen to him. Um, you would see. This is the point where because uh, I imagine Kane's up with uh, Cloak at the moment, oh, and you God, just yeah. see, yeah, and you just see, uh, uh, um. Uh, cloak look at Kane and he just smirks and he's like mm -hmm. and and he just disappears into the forest uh to the to the the, the clearing of trees uh and uh yeah uh and is making his way uh to him to get in like a flanking maneuver all right so let's roll some initiative as you come upon this poor dumb bastard laid out um Oh, actually, no. I have an initiative thing. Where is it? There it is. All right. Uh, let's see. My initiative. <laughs> Carrie. Come on. Oh, man. Come on. Hunter. Kari is daydreaming about being back home. That's okay. I did it too. This board. Poor Sod also rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so Puff Puff and Fluff and stuff are here as well. So Puff Puff. Uh, fluff and stuff. Where's my mouse? There it is. 
All right. So, uh, do we have anybody above twenty? No. No. Uh, twenty to fifteen. Fifteen from Riodan. Riodan. Fifteen to ten. Uh, Glass is on a thir- and Glass is on a thirteen. Fourteen cloak. Glass thirteen. Uh, ten to five. <laughs> seven. Okay. Seven. A seven. seven. Uh, all right. So I have an eight for uh, puff puff. I have an eight for fluff and stuff. And <laughs> where, where are you at there, Kari? That's a two. Yeah. Uh, Kane, I need I you to roll off with me, please. Just roll a d20. Give me a straight straight roll. I got a four. <laughs> I got a 14. Go a four, got a 14. So Kane goes on uh, four faster than this dumb bastard. Okay. And Kari's on two. So you guys... Spring into action. Riodan is first up. Huzzah, so you can, uh, you guys, you guys can just, des- you guys can describe how you're coming upon him. You've essentially, you, you've ambushed him. So uh, you have a large rock formation off to the left, um, a dense stand of trees kind of in front of him, and he's in a light. It's not a, not exactly a clearing, but it's light, small trees and light brush about thirty feet across. Guess which of my favorite spells I'm going to cast on the party. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I bless you all. Bless you. All right. And bless you. And bless you as well. Uh, I will bless Carrie because goddamn she needs it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will bless Kane and uh, probably Cloak because I think Glass has more uh, save uh, spells rather than attack spells. So, uh, yeah, all the right. three of you guys can be blessed. The blessings of Morena run through your veins and you feel your pulse quicken. Uh, Cloak. Uh, So in front of the, uh, um, in front of him, there's that big dense thing of trees. And that's where like, um, all of a sudden Cloak would like appear out of there. Like he went around and uh, and got to this point where um, the guy is standing there and is probably uh, distracted as he hears like the blessing going on. But like out of the corner of eye, his eye, he sees the red mossy, uh, the red cloak with the moss and the mushrooms on it, like moving on the ground really quickly at him. And he runs up and he just goes for his like side uh, as he's like turning to get distracted by uh, Reardon. Um, let me attack roll. That's what I'm looking for here. Hold on. There we go. Uh, the, the my Neheim saber. Uh, oh, that is a two hundred twenties again. Damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so let me uh, do the one d eight plus four here. Uh, oh shit! There we go. Uh, Thirteen damage in total. Nice. All right, he shrieks in surprise as this little uh, pad of moss jumps up and turns into a gnome with a saber and slashes at his ribs. Uh... All right, Glaz. Uh, Glaz is going to uh, reach his hand out down towards the ground into the ley lines and cast his chill touch. All right. 
Ooh, that's only uh, 11. You're hidden, so you have advantage. Oh, even better. Give me half seconds. Sorry, I didn't realize I had advantage. Yep. Oh, that's 20. Dirty 20. Dirty, dirty 20, that'll get him. Yep, so that spectral uh, spectral hand uh, reaches up out of the ground, pulsing with lay energy, and reaches oh. for this guy. Grabs a hold of his blade. ankle, and he he screams in pain as it draws the life force out of him. Eight necrotic damage. Ouch. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, puff Puff will run forward, vanish in a, a shower of uh, silver and gold sparkles, appear on the opposite side of him, flanking with, uh, with a cloak, and bite at his legs, trying to hamstring him. And we'll get him. The teeth rip into his leg. Oof! Dealing six piercing damage. All right. Uh, wow, fluff and stuff. Get ton of damage, Jesus. So the <laughs> bear, the bear was lagging back and can't teleport. Yeah, it I, so, what's that? I thought we were trying to hold the bear back. That we didn't want the bear to get involved with actual. Uh, I asked if, uh, well, I asked I, if you I, wanted he, him to get involved in the murder, and you said yes. So <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't. Oh, I mean, if you, if you wanna, if you wanna hold him back, we can do that. That's fine. I, he's protecting Glass. That's what I want him to do. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So he'll hang yeah. back with Glass. That's good. Uh, yeah. Kane, then. That's your turn, sir. Okay. I am going to. Uh, you guessed it. I'm going to shoot this guy. He hasn't spotted me yet. I've got advantage. Nope. You guys are all hidden until you do something to reveal yourselves. Has he spotted me yet? Or No. Negative. So basically, until you attack, cast a spell, break out of cover, or do something else to draw attention, you're hidden. Okay, fantastic. Uh, in which case, let me just change that to advantage, and let's... A second, boys. Uh, 22 to hit. Solid hit. Give me some damage. Uh, that'll be 8 damage. All right, so you're uh, you're firing with the longbow, right? So uh, yeah. so this shadow that is Kane steps out from behind an oak tree and uh, looses an arrow that catches him in uh, sort of the lower back, and he <gasps> sucks his breath in. And you can see now that he is uh, he is trembling. Those of you who are close enough, and you see a great gout of blood as the arrow punches through his armor and strikes true. Uh... He is surprised, so he gets to do fuck all. Kari, your turn. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let loose another arrow as well, following suit after Kane. Oops, that is not all right. Cool. As you, uh, oh, as you, as a twenty-one. What? That hits. That hits. You draw your uh, your arrow back, and you see that purplish glow that looks like the sleeve of an armored dwarvish arm superimposed over your own, and you hear this soft growl in the dwarvish language, Karshun. That was very uh, ASMR for a second. Oh, good. So the the arrow flies forward, trailing this purple, uh, almost like wispy smoke, this glow behind it. It strikes him, and there's a burst of faint purple light and uh, he screams in agony as it rips through his body and actually deals, I think, an extra point of damage on top of that because you're... You have a dexterity bonus and the the plus one yeah. from the 
Oh, that yeah, that's not factoring in for some reason. So. Oh, okay. So it's three damage right in total then. Yep, correct. All right, top of the order with Riodan. Oh boy, I'm going to move to be within fifteen feet of him, and then I will unleash my tentacle attack. All so right. Uh, I can do this like at will, correct? Like that's an action I can keep. Oh yes. Doesn't have to yes, charge. Yes, yep. Cool. Yep. Beautiful. All right. You I'm. Have three attacks. Yep. I'm only fifteen feet away. The first is a eleven to hit. The second is a that one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the sixteen. Sixteen will connect. So uh, you strike out with the scourge, and these three lashes of blood. Uh, snap out at him. One of them catches him, and you can see uh, like basically lashes into his skin, and he begins to bleed profusely from it. It's four points of damage. Alright. Alright, Cloak. Your turn. Uh, Yeah, Uh, and then um, so as like Cloak is probably uh, landing from the last attack, uh, he's probably landing like at like a horizontal uh, and then darting forward and then like going for his like uh, femoral artery in his leg uh, and trying to jab at that in his leg. Uh, but we'll see where he connects with this. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me. Uh... Does a 13. No, wait, 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 wait. Does a 16 hit his AC? All right. He uh, so he manages to draw his saber and he's uh, or his scimitar and he parries your blade. But then you feel a sudden surge of adrenaline that gives you enough of uh, of an oomph to twist his blade out of the way and strike in, and you manage to, to catch him. Okay. Give me damage. Uh, uh, eight damage. Oh, you draw As, uh, blood. Yeah, uh, I, I I take it. So what happens is that he like uh, he goes for the blade and he goes like to parry it up. Uh, but uh, when he goes to parry it, he like brings it down across his sword arm and then uh, does it like that and slashes like across his arm, uh, not yep, miss, yep. And hit, missing the leg, but uh, feels the blessing of uh, Reardon's god guide to the blood. Uh, and you feel this surge as your blade cuts into his flesh and draws blood. It's it's almost like um, it, you feel like this strange draw to the blood for a moment, and then kind of snap out of that. Like, hey. All right. uh, Glaz, your turn. Uh, I'm going to reach down again through the uh, ley lines in the earth and do ice knife again, or chill touch. Chill touch. I'm sorry. Chill touch. And okay. yeah, no, that's a six. So that's a six. All right. So he uh, he manages. To, he sees the hand uh, appearing this time and strikes out with the short blade in his left hand and cuts it in two and it dissipates into like um, gray snowflakes. Uh, puff puff is going to attempt to uh, to lunge in and. Savage at him again. Ooh, she doesn't manage to. He uh, he skips out of the way, though he is starting to tire and visibly fatiguing and flagging. He manages to get out of the way of the, the hound's jaws. Kane, your turn, sir. Is gone. Uh, right, he shoots. Um, I'll go ahead and. Uh, do we remember his attack bonus? Uh, look at it. Uh, Looks like it's plus six. Right, plus seven, six, four, eleven. All right, so he will. He will hit. Thanks to the bless. 
Bless is such a great spell. Holy shit. It really One is. damage. Yeah. <laughs> carried so many fights. I'm like, just fucking cast Bless. So it's it's five damage plus four. With the, with the plus four on that one. Yep. Got him. Oh, come on. All right. So that was Kane. That's the bandit's turn. Um, he said he was going to shoot uh, with his yeah, yeah, bow, yeah, yeah. it looks like, in chat. Cause he had to... Yep. Yep. I just I just handled that. I'm just trying to get my pencil to work so I can write it down. Uh, it's the bandit's turn now. Oh, boy. Uh, he is in really, really bad straits. So, you guys showed up out of nowhere, no parlay, no word, and just started trying to carve him into meat. Um, this is not going to go well. Yeah, he's he's desperate. Uh, so he is going to lash out at Cloak, I guess. Who's uh, yeah, yeah, Cloak is right up on him. So mm-hmm. he's going to make two attacks with his scimitar and one with his dagger. Okay, that's a uh, critical can I- hit. Can I try to do that lock thing? <laughs> or is that like a special ability? What's my reaction on that? Uh, so Rick that lock? Is, I think it's a special ability. Oh, that okay. is a special... I believe that's a special ability of the uh, of the rapier, and I think you need to have a dagger in your in your other hand. Oh, okay. Um, the the, the uh, weapon lock me. thing I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah okay. It's yeah, that's, that's a, it's oh, okay. a rapier maneuver, and... Come on, where is it? I didn't. I didn't know. You mentioned something about a book the other time, and uh, yep, I have not. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I'm checking it right now, real quick. Okay. Your lock blades. When a creature attacks you with a weapon, you may, uh, yeah, that's a, a reaction for wielding a rapier. Um, okay. So you are essentially wielding I'm, a rapier, are you not? Yeah, it's. A I, I know it's. We're, right we're, we're, we're calling it a saber, but it's essentially a rapier. Yeah, you can you can yeah. use your reaction to make an attack roll. To try. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. In this case, you can't because he critically hit you. Uh, a twenty yeah. is an automatic hit. You can't you can't uh, I, carry I that one. I was going to use one of my crits to counteract <laughs> if um, that's possible. If, if it's not, it. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah will... you want to burn you want to burn one of your twenties to cancel his crit, and you'll still have to contend with his attack total. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and let you burn the twenty to make the roll. Okay. So you can uh, you can make the attack roll. Well, uh, just add your bonus right here, attack bonus to it. Because you would have rolled a twenty, and you had plus. I think Dan is saying that he's four. using uh, the. Oh, you want yeah, so, so oh, gotcha. what, I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you can burn one of your twenties to make the attempt. You'll still have to beat his total, okay. which is going to be very high. So if okay. you want to save it, you can save it. If you want to do it, you can do it. Uh, I don't know what his total is anyways, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he rolled a 20, so pretty big. So yeah, I, I imagine he... Let's save it, because uh, okay. I, I don't think I'll be able to beat it even if I did roll another 20, because I only have a 24, so... Right, uh, so he slashes you for 11 damage. Okay because that was a critical hit. Uh, the second one is only an 11. You uh, you mm-hmm. kind of dodge backwards, and that swipes over your head, and you see a, a little bit of moss flutter down from your cloak where he sliced it free, and it immediately withers black and then vanishes in a little puff of cinders. No one saw uh, and he will strike with his dagger. Uh, he's going to hit you with a 19. If you would like to try to parry that one, you may. 
Okay, I'll try that. I'll try doing that. <laughs> try and try and uh, lock his blade. No, uh, that is a uh, six. So I did not do it. Uh, yes, unfortunate. Oof. So he's gonna do seven slashing damage. Sorry, seven piercing damage to you. Okay. Uh, Cloak once again uh, looks like shit uh, as like it pierces him, and he's like, "Oh, god damn it!" All right. Oh. So that's him. Kari, your turn. How's Cloak I doing at this point? He, uh, is he below half? Oh, Cloak has one hit point yeah. right now. Ooh, so Cloak <laughs> is, Cloak is cast quite bloody. On you. It's 1d8 okay. plus your modifier, right? Yep. 1d8, yeah, plus wisdom modifier for clerics. So you're going to move up and touch him. Seven. Nice. Uh, doesn't, it, doesn't it have a range on it? No. Uh, word does. Cure wounds, you have to run up and touch. Okay. I'm going to run up and touch him, though, seeing how terrible he All is right. looking. Yeah, he's uh, looking pretty bad. So, that, so is that a plus one? Your wisdom modifier is plus one, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I have nothing higher I, than a plus one for my modifiers. All right. So um, radiant, radiant I energy floods I my dagger as a bonus action as well, right? Not when you cast a spell. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, you could do it. Say, if you had a, a light weapon in your other hand, you could do it. And when you attack with one, you could use the bonus action to strike with the other. I was uh, thinking of right, striking so you, out with my dagger. Does that count as a light weapon, or is that a finesse weapon? But you cast. You can only do it. You can only do okay. it when you attack, not when you cast a spell. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So top of the order, Riodan. You see uh, some of Cloak's more grievous wounds knit. Well, as long as he's all right, then I'll keep hitting this guy with my tentacles. <laughs> Got him. Uh, which is a... Oh, my That's fucking God. Am I, did I switch Ooh. lock of you two? Oh, that Ooh, makes up for him, though. There you That's go. a hit and a crit, so... Go uh, ahead. That's give, me, a give me some four. damage. <laughs> five damage overall. All right, hey. five damage. If I hit with the first one, I'd have done... Crazy stuff, I tell you. Crazy stuff. It would have been insane. All right. Five damage. Got it. Cloak, your turn, sir. Uh, the blood lashes strike into this guy, and you can see that blood is now pouring out of his mouth. Uh, so now I'm going to burn one of my crits on him. Uh, and I'm going okay. to, as he's like, Stab him going to face. like, yeah, as he's like throwing up that blood, like the sword is like coming up to his like throat. Um, oh yeah, and uh, so let me uh, roll damage real quick. So, uh, so this is a one d eight plus four for the initial. So that's six damage uh, uh-huh. plus plus another d eight. Yeah. Got him. All right. So as he as he lunges forward and uh, these lashes are drawing the blood out of him, and he he coughs up a great gout of it. You just sort of uh, leap up to your feet with that renewed vigor from Kari's spell. You spin, and you can barely feel the the steel part flesh. And uh, you just sort of flick the blood off your blade, and behind you, he collapses, twitching into the moss. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, I would like to think like as like he's like bringing that like across, uh, and his like throat's opening up. He does like a little spin, and his like blade is clean as he lands, yep. as the blood uh, shoots off from the. Uh, uh, velocity from uh, the spin and all that kind of stuff. So, and then does a cool yep. pose. 
Yeah. <laughs> so he strikes a little pose and then, then slides his blade back into its scabbard. All right. Uh, so you have brought down your quarry. And then I'm still, like, you see, like, there's still, like, yeah, so blood, right. like coming off of him. Uh, um, no, no, he, he got me good. Um, uh, uh, hold on. And then uh, I would cast Cure Wounds on myself. Uh, sure. With a, a 1d8 plus uh, 1, so five more hit points. Um, right. So that brings me to a total of six wounds. Uh, yeah, and so, um, and he's like, okay, and like, as like more of like the healing like comes up, and he's like, I learned that one from Carl, um, but yeah, and like the the blood begins like to dry, and then he just kind of wipes it off, and um, he uh, he then looks at the guy, and he's like, I wonder if he had more platinum on him, and he's like going through his pockets. Uh, sure. So you go through his pockets and you come up with, he does indeed have some coin on him. He has 20 gold pieces and a potion that you recognize as a potion of healing. Two potions of healing. Huh. You should have used that. Well, I have another him. one as a backup. Yeah, so. Perhaps um, you might want to give one to the healer. Just in case something happens to me and something happens to you. Fair enough. Okay. She holds her hand out. <laughs> and he has the other right. one. You see that he has the other one like tucked away and he's like in the climbing potion and he's like, okay. Um, and then so and then he uh, splits up the gold and gives everyone uh, uh, five gold uh, or four nice. gold. Four gold. Uh, there, you, there you go. Uh, uh, anything okay. else on him? Uh, not beyond his gear. He has a scimitar, uh, like four or five daggers, uh, various places around his uh, around his person, and some studded leather armor. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, I look at everyone. It's like, all right, let's start. Let's head back. Okay. You guys can retrace your steps back to the entrance to the halls of Airforge. No problem. Can okay. we try and hide the body before we go? Maybe? We're sort of at rocks around. I mean, I'd say a little Yeah, we could get like a quick Karen or something. To, you know, if somebody's walking some bushes, by. Some, there's some bushes close by. Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely some like brambles or brush that you can hide the yeah, body in if you like. Kinda, no uh, I, I'll, can I roll a stealth check to well, hide can the we body get the bear in the forest? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the bear cannot eat it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying we can yeah. wait an hour for the bear. <laughs> yeah, you, 20, yeah, you can make a stealth. Sorry, 21? 20, I rolled a 17 plus 4. Uh, 21. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, the body is well and goodly stashed. Now, okay. uh, you know, it's obvious that a battle took place here and there's just blood everywhere. But, uh, but yeah, body It's hidden. the woods. Yep. Blood happens in the woods, in the woods right? Yeah. Blood happens. All right. So you guys uh, make your way quickly back to the halls of Everforge. Where would you All like right. to go? Um, I'm going to the forge. Yeah. So, uh, I want to go to the forge. <laughs> I have a question. Me too, in all honesty. 
Okay. Are we, do you guys want to go the side route to the forge or directly into the forge? Why not? Does no, anyone else get something from doing a short rest other than me? People could spend hit dice to heal. Um, hit dice would be fine, really. If we clerics can... spent channel divinity, they could get that back. Because I could get a spell slot back, which we might want. Otherwise, I've only got one, which is the sleep. And then I would just be doing chill touch spell-wise. Yeah. Well, remember that your spell slots aren't locked to a, a, a given spell. Right, no, but I'm saying is I literally only... Uh, uh, every, I have one spell slot with one, le- with, you know, one level one spell slot left, but I can arcane recover, so I have two. Right. Wait, big part of could, you- so we'd already he, the spell slots are not saved to the spell. He's a wizard, though. No, no, as in so, nope. as in he doesn't have to use that for sleep. But we'd already agreed. Right. Our plan was have, to use but, sleep. Yeah. That's what I was thinking right. of doing. But then I'm out of spells because I've I mean, used I, two. I mean, I'm I'm fine, Glass. If you want to take like a rest, and we can we can stage up on where we want to go. I, I'm yeah. just, I was thinking that it might be nice. I would be able to do a little bit more if we are getting into a big battle. Very well. Uh, okay. Forward, we probably should. Where are you going to rest? The throne room. Okay. You guys rest in there, and your hour passes undisturbed. Glaz, you okay. can arcane recover. Cool. Um, I hit dice. And if anybody wants ten. to spend. Hit dice, you can do that yeah, as well. I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna do a hit dice. I, I have zero wounds. Now, if I recall correctly, the bear had spent some uh, to heal up previously. He did, and then he had uh, he had some left over, and then we had a long rest. So he right. can so he I, probably he, has some probably hit dice, good. I think. Probably good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I got. Back up to full I got. Okay. I got one. One spell left. Um. I can. I can cure someone. The other one is. Uh. I. You know. That's how I got fluff and stuff. The lightning is. Uh. You no. Know, um. You know. With that. Uh. Animal friendship and stuff like that. But. Um. I think what I can do is. Uh. If, if the battle gets hairy and if anyone needs healing, I can help out that way. All right. So after the battle, it looks like. Puff Puff and Fluff and Stuff are both uh, recovered. Ooh, that's going to be very awful. Yeah. Yeah, I've got something I can witch bolt, which will help me. I can just be doing a D12 all around the room, just be spraying after sleep. Ooh, ooh, actually, are they both concentration or sleep? No, sleep is not concentration. No, that's like a burst. Yeah, it's a burst. Nope, sleep is not concentration. Excellent. Okay, so what's the plan? Well, we probably need to peek in and see where and what what the what's going on in there. So someone's sneaky. I have either probably through like one of the side doors instead of the big double doors, right? I actually wouldn't mind using my channel divinity and stealthing up to the doors to take a look inside. Okay. You can certainly do that when you're ready to, to try and sneak about. Remember that that uh, your channel divinity only works for the one check, so... Yes, yeah. 
That's so that would be twenty-five for myself. Alright, so where are you sneaking up? Are you going straight to the double doors or are you guys going around to, to the side doors? I'm more inclined to go towards the side doors. Okay, so go ahead and hang on to that stealth check for now. Um, so you guys make your way into the series of empty apartments that you had found uh, and up to the secret door that you had at one point marked or uh, trapped with uh, an iron skillet. Uh, you can crack that door open and see what lies beyond now if you wish. Who would like to be doing that? I'll do that. Okay. You pop the door open. It, like all of the other ones, uh, even after so long of uh, no maintenance and neglect, it pops straight open and, uh, and, and opens at your touch easily. So uh, you find yourself looking into a room where there are just hunks of twisted, partially melted metal covering the floor and even some of the walls. Uh, the room is not lit, and you can see that some of these half-melted uh, chunks of steel are the remains of suits of armor that were once on stands all about this room. Uh, you can see that there are uh, yeah, half-melted battle axe blades uh, where the hafts have long since burned or rotted away. Uh, and you can see a, um, a blackened, but still looks to be apparently mostly intact, suit of plate armor of dwarvish craft hanging from a, uh, uh, like a stanchion with a hook on it in the very center of the room. Hanging so there, all, all kind of, all kind of like strung together. Mm. Um, off on one side, you can also see that there is a fresh corpse, relatively fresh. Uh, you can smell it. It's probably been dead for a couple of days at this point. Uh, there is a looks like one of those human brigands is just sort of crumpled in the corner, and there is a longsword driven through his back, almost like pinning him to the floor. The sword looks ancient, and it's blackened by fire, and the, the wire that was wrapped around its hilt is melted and fused. So the, the every, anything that got melted looks like it melted recently? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. Okay, okay. Um... Should we, should we peek into the forge? Um, kind of ignore that armor that looks really cool. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're muted, Jay. Does the sword look like it matches the armor? Same age, uh, same vintage. Or the bow, yes. actually. Yes. Well, no, because I am worried. It looks like you were saying a brigand, like one of our recent time brigands that we killed yes. has been stabbed yes. with an ancient sword from an ancient suit yes. of armor. Yes. That is curious. That Why would that brigand be stabbed with old sword and there's armor standing right there? I'm worried that that is not a normal thing. Can I roll perception? Sure. Yeah, you can make me a wisdom perception check. All right. Can I also uh, I'm make that? Yeah, anybody who wants to take, uh, take some time yeah. to, to search about can certainly do that. Okay, yeah, I'll do well. that. I got a 19 on my roll. Nice. Uh, I got an 18. Seven. Yeah, only 10 for glass. 
Well, I have a 12. So anyone who beat a 12, which is going to be, looks like Kari, Cloak, Kane, and that's it. You guys spot some other weapons that are ancient but still intact and not completely melted. You see more of those swords. It looks like they're just sort of scattered around the room, uh, but they are on top of other rubble, and it looks like on top of melted slag in some places. And you can see one of them relatively nearby is bloodstained, as dried blood crusted on the blade. Four total. You see four of these long swords, kind of scattered about the room, is including the, the one that's kind of blood crusting that was that inside the sarcophagus. Uh, it looks more like this blade stabbed someone and then just wasn't cleaned off. Okay. How big are these blades? They're long swords. Okay. Are they similar size to the statues in the other room? The statues are a little bit big. Um, they're a little bigger than life-sized, so no, these are actual... Like rubble and slag as if maybe they were also statues that... Uh... Uh, you can make an in uh, intelligence investigation check. Um, I kind of want to roll an arcana check to see if these swords are... Because uh, these swords stand out to me. Um, okay. And Hang on one second. After... Uh, okay. The uh, Alright, so looking around the room, Kane, it looks like the slag and armor that were around here, this looks like it was very specifically an armory. Uh, so as opposed to the showroom almost quality of the statues and carvings in the main hall, this is the real deal. And something came in here with the heat of a blast furnace and just melted steel and ran it down the stone. Uh, it looks like a few of these pieces have survived somehow, namely the, the suit of full plate and then these swords that you guys have discovered. Um, but everything else that was here that matches that time period, destroyed. Uh, and it looks like there were suits of armor hanging on the walls and on stands, and that accounts for most of the melted slag. Uh, there is a door in this room in the center of the, the, the right wall, the eastern wall that if your map and bearings are correct, should lead you into the Great Forge. All right. Um, so you were wanting to make an arcana, you were, you were wanting to make an arcana check. Uh, I can tell you that to like outside of the circumstances that you guys have identified as suspicious, they just look like armor and swords. Yeah, okay. Uh, I didn't want I, I was kind of curious if it was like part of a trap uh, that's why Cloak is looking at it. It's like Cloak's imagination uh, kind of going a little doesn't, bit about like, it, like you don't you don't see anything like trip wires or okay. uh, or like like bear traps hidden under the sword or anything yeah. like that. No. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, then um, at that point, uh, I would uh, look and be like, all right, so let's let's look into the forge and see what we see. Kari, you're going to go up and check using your, uh, your blessing of the hunter. But okay. Uh, so describe to me how you approach the door. Um, very low, almost on all fours. Uh, if you can, and... and if you could reshare the map and you can kind of show me where you, where you head to that, that'd be good. I do not have the map or access to the map. Yeah. 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 I was using theater of mind. Oh, there, there we go. go. Oh, yeah. 
Grazie. Uh, and it's this door on the far left is the one, because, yeah, right where Glass is here that I'm moving is the secret door that we're moving through. Yeah, that's we said that the we didn't secret want to door. Go okay, and this yeah. is the door that I'm losing. Glass, I'm sorry I'm moving you. You're the that's only token hard. I have control of. <laughs> and this is the secret door, so she kind of like Spider-Man and almost this on all marker, fours. This marker where I'm putting is the is the hanging suit of armor. <clears throat> Oh, the one that five that marker yeah. right here that glass is on top of yep. now. Interesting. Yep, yep, yeah. Hmm. I'm sticking close to the wall and slowly away from that, keeping my eye on the armor as I get closer to the door. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna press yourself up against the wall and uh, and mm-hmm. and make your way over toward the door. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can do that. You guys see Carrie uh, uh, slip forward on nimble feet. And she sort of walks up on these great solid masses of melted steel and basically presses her back against the soot-covered wall and, and inches around this armor toward the door alcove. And you make it. And you, uh, you take a moment, you touch the, uh, the cat claw amulet you wear around your neck and whisper a, a soft prayer to the hunter in the form of... Uh, envisioning what your prey might be doing beyond the door and you can do what you do and we'll use can that I stealth check of hand the door um yeah that's fine stealth or sleight of hand will both work uh and we'll we'll just use the same check that you did before and remember that's a okay. plus 10 so i believe that's huge uh yep that'll make it a 29 damn all right that's that's very good all right. So as you reach out I'm and so touch the door, I uh, just to remember something. You had a you had a wild magic surge a, a little while back. As you grasp the iron pull ring, it rusts to dust in your hand. It just crumbles, and that's disturbing for a moment. And, and but then you can you know either push the door open a crack or grab the uh, the anchoring section where the where the ring was and pull it open. All right, so as you pull it open, a blast furnace wave of heat just rolls out of the opened doorway into your face, and you can feel it just prickling on your skin. And the rest of you see this just dark orange-red light roll out over Kari into this dark room. Um, You can see there are great steps leading up to a dais in the center of the, in the center of the, the rear wall there that lead up to uh, a, a great, uh, almost like an anvil, sort of, uh, sort of up there. Uh, scattered around the room, you can see these other massive iron anvils, and they have uh, carvings and dwarven inscription on their sides. And near each of them stands a great stone cistern. Um, there is a swirling uh, oval sort of ring of blazing red fire at the top of the dais and heat is just pouring off of this thing and filling the room and it's it's the 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 roaring sound fills your ears and drowns out most other sounds around you you can see uh down in the main chamber in front of the closed double doors you see a number of kobolds sort of milling around and uh kind of watching the door and just sort of wandering this way and that, looking a little bored. On the, uh, kind of 
slumped up against the closest anvil uh, to the north there, to the left of you, looking in from the door, you can see a crumpled figure. It's a dwarven woman with uh, sort of dirty blonde hair that looks like it was once bound in braids, but now a bunch of her hair is broken and hanging loose, and she's sort of slumped, she and she's holding, one, she's holding one hand over her shoulder, and you can see that she's breathing. I um, run over to her. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on now. <laughs> there Ooh. is a figure standing at the, the base of the dais steps, kind of on the far side of the room. He's dressed in a crimson robe that has like some silver thread embroidery on it. His head uh, is shaved bald, but you can tell that it started to stubble up a little bit. And he's probably, uh, his hairline is receding. Uh, when it uh, when it grows out, he's a uh, human man, pr- pretty old, probably in his late fifties, maybe even his sixties. Uh, so he's got very wrinkled fi- r- wrinkled skin, um, kind of roomy eyes, and he's looking up, sort of in awe, toward the top of the dais and this burning ring of fire. And there, crouched in front of it, is a great black scaled beast, easily. The size of uh, you or even Glaz, with uh, with with uh, with great wings, sort of folded down to its sides. Its skin and scales are black and seem like coal or black iron, except that you can see this red molten light leaking through between the scales at its chest, up its throat, in its eyes and its nostrils. And this dragon mm-hmm. twists its head around and kind of tastes the air. <laughs> and that is where we will stop for this week. Fuck. Dragons! <laughs> There's a dragon here! Wait, what there color dragon is indeed was it? a dragon here. Black. It looks like Oops. it's black scales, but like with red oh, molten firelight leaking through its scales and shining That's in its good. throat and behind its eyes. It's not a terrible That's thing. Awesome. I read into that too much. Uh, <laughs> if you're thinking black dragon, it is not a black dragon. This is a Midgard yeah. flame dragon. Flame dragon, yeah. I, I was wondering whether that was nope. whether that was meta or whether we actually figured that out. Didn't I figure that out nope. from the scale? You guys, oh. you guys figured it out. Yes, that is that yeah. is a flame dragon. Dope, awesome. Well, my friends, that's all we've got time for tonight here on the World Tree Burns. But hopefully, you guys have enjoyed tonight's show. And if you did so, let us know what's your favorite moment of hearing from you guys here at the end. Of course, if you haven't followed the stream yet, hit the follow button and join us. You can catch up on the rest of our episodes on YouTube or via podcast formats uh, via thetomeshow.com, who have the uh, hosting the World Tree Burns podcast. So definitely go and check that out. Uh, but let's go around to custom crew real quick. Did we enjoy ourselves? And of course, where can we find you guys online? Mr. Dan Dillon, great job tonight. What are your thoughts? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I had a great time. Uh, I love I love running D and D for this group. This is this is a blast. I love doing Midgard, and uh, I love uh, getting to toy with your guys' backstories a little bit and figuring out ways to blend in the wild surges and the fun quirks of of the encounter roleplay streams mechanics and making those work for the game. That's that's been a, a really cool challenge for me as a DM. I'm enjoying it a lot. Awesome. And uh, where can we follow you online, friend? Oh, yeah, I'm uh, at Dan underscore Dylan underscore one on the Twitters. Follow me there. I love to talk D&D. Great stuff. And let's see. Uh, Tool School, same question. 
had a great time as always uh love uh, again i love midgard i love this glass is a lot of fun to play so it was great it was also very cool to see uh rio dan's uh backstory stuff and so uh yeah you can find me all over uh social media as tall squall uh best place to find me is on my uh twitter account if you go there you can see all the stuff i'm working on including a new little venture that i'm doing with my buddy called bird in the storm uh publishing where we are putting out some modules and we'll be play testing them digitally very soon and live at gen con very cool awesome thank you school and josh yeah I, again it's nice to uh to be traveling with Riordan once again uh i've forgotten why why i put myself through this torment but why this I was a, a little bit of a uh, glimpse through into uh into you know him and kane having some history and having been alive for a lot longer than probably most of the rest of the party so having that history together is uh is is lovely but uh yeah you can find me my name is uh josh sometimes known as encounter josh you can find me online at encounter josh uh, on twitter and uh i do loads of stuff on tuesdays and yeah that's me great stuff oh uh one last plug for me is if you're not already in the discord uh there's like 20 minutes left to enter into a giveaway for the RuneQuest bestiary that chaosium have very kindly given us to give away so go in there and check that out uh great stuff mclokin oh hi i'm mclokin i play cloak i had a great time today it was uh fun uh being super paranoid like a normal D &D player (laughs) uh (laughs) that come out in a character um yeah you guys can find me at uh uh, uh my show uh that i run on wednesday's night uh that'll be on uh, mixer.com slash story quest um that is a dnd 5e campaign that i've been running it's homebrewed it's with some final fantasy elements and yeah Ooh. uh follow me at twitter at mcloken uh i'm on a bunch of other shows and i'll keep it short awesome and last but not least laurelania Hi, uh, I'm going to post all the things that you need to know about me there in Twitch, so go ahead and read it. It is in a nice message for you. But most importantly, join my D&D Discord, because I love you. And my favorite part tonight about the show was actually something that didn't really happen, but the story and the way it's all kind of uh, interweaving with the dwarf and the different pieces and the different rooms, the bow, the armor, the sarcophagus, and just trying to figure out what this is really has me intrigued as kind of like the puzzle player part of me for D&D. So I'm really eager to see how that goes. Great stuff. Well, my friends, definitely go and follow all of these friends here of Encounter Roleplay and get up to see what they're getting up to on their own projects and stuff on the Twitches and the Twitters. Uh, you'll see me again live tomorrow at the time of 1 p.m. Eastern for Call of Cthulhu Doors to Darkness, followed by 4 p.m. Warhammer Beneath Dark Bowels of Jim Davis and Jonathan Pruitt of WebDM. Finishing off today with uh, Star Wars Rise of the Dark Side, not Star Trek. That's something else that's happening later on. But definitely go and check that out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Until next time. Try not to roll too many net ones. We want to be a laughing when you do. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night, folks. <laughs>